live from the Drew Estate Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts. Welcome to the Spare Notes series with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and William Cooper. And ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Spare Notes series. It's Saturday night. We are live in the Drew Estate Cigar Studios. I am wearing my Drew Estate swag. I'm not smoking a Drew Estate cigar, but I am smoking something special. Joining me from the soon-to-be Gurkha Cigar Studios in beautiful British Columbia, our neighbors to the north, Mitchell Santaga joins us, and the one and only, the legend, the legend from Indian Trail, North Carolina, on the black stage, a significant black stage today, and again, we'll explain why in a second, it's the man, the myth, the legend, William Cooper. The three of us are here once again for the Spare Notes series, and I get very excited for this show because this is like the show where I get to hang out with my friends, and we get to talk shop, and it's great, and everyone really engages, and so I get really excited for this show. Not that the other show's not good. I like the other show, too, but this is definitely more of the show where we can fuck around a little more, <laughs> so I get well, excited. Is, <laughs> the, gloves, the gloves are off. The gloves are off. <laughs> Look at Coop's grin. That's Coop's like, <laughs> I got some shit to say tonight. <laughs> right. Is that a Florida Kanye hat? Dude, good for you. Yes, it is. Good for you. That's a nice hat. Good rum too. Oh, dude. oh yeah, I got a, love, I got a nice free bottle of rum from there. I took back home. I gotta say, I would really been hitting the rum game this year, um, or this you know this past year, 2022. Um, I was never really like, I would drink rum if I was at a place like a bar or whatever, and they had a cocktail that was like a mai tai or you know or a mojito, whatever with rum, and I would drink it and enjoy it. But like I wasn't like into rum or sipping rums. And I slowly started getting into it a little bit more. Then I went to the DR. And then, of course, like when you're in the DR, I mean, that's that's what you drink down there. So I got I started really paying attention to it. So I'm at a point now where I've got some rums that are some of my favorites. And again, I'm still I'm still going through my rum phase. But right now it's like Brugalienda, um, the Zagapa 23. Oh yeah. Um, the the Bamboo. Which is a rum from Barbados. Nothing crazy, nothing fancy, but I enjoy it. Um, I actually haven't dabbled too far into um, Cuban rums, but I do have some that I have recently acquired. Um, so I will be. We, we get them here. Some of them are decent. Well, of course you do. Some of them are Santiago. <laughs> I, I love that Santiago is the one. Oh, really? Yep. I have a couple bottles of Havana Club that I've recently acquired. Um, the Solid, Seven yep, Años. Uh, the Seven Años um, is 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 Dece, but I, I haven't really expanded much other than that. Um, haven't really gotten into white rums a lot, but you know that's just kind of my thing. Anyway, I went on a tangent there. I'm sorry, boys. Um, welcome to the show. Good to see you guys. Um, my mind's just all over the place today. I don't know why. I'm just, I just got thrown off my game. It's a busy but day. It was. It was crazy. It was just so much going on. Um, anyway, how are you guys doing? What do you guys got? What's hot? 
I'm doing good. I love, I, guess, how they, uh, I love how they get quiet. They're like, oh, I don't know what to say. And it's like, well, this is what we're fucking <laughs> here for. <laughs> oh, doing good. You know, I, I just got off work, so it's uh, it's good to light up right after work. You know, nice relaxing cigar. I hear that. Oh, yep. we'll get into what we're smoking. Oh, well, actually, yeah. So and this kind of goes along with Coop too, because Coop's on the on the Black Perdomo stage in Indian Trail. Yep. Um, I'll start us off today. For those who don't know, is Nick Perdomo's birthday. So a very happy, special happy. birthday to have. Happy birthday to Nick. Happy Perdomo. birthday, happy Nick. Birthday, happy Nick. birthday. Uh, the man with swag. You know, I mean, dude, he's dynamite. He's always walking around, all dressed up. He's got a nice suit on. Dude, that, you could say what you want about Perdomo. They make great cigars. If you don't like Perdomo cigars, fine. <laughs> but you can't deny. I mean, Nick Perdomo's got swag, dude. <laughs> I mean, oh, he's yeah. just, he is just a cool dude. Uh, so happy birthday to him. Uh, Nick's a flexor. So I thought I'd flex with a Perdomo Immenso uh, <clears throat> 6 by 70 sun-grown. Uh, Coop, you're on the Perdomo stage. I'll let you go next. What are you yep. smoking? Um, so I'm smoking the uh, La Flor Dominicana uh, TAA cigar from 2019, the Segundo edition. Okay, yep. Um, with the Mexican San Andreas wrapper. Not Connecticut <laughs> Broadleaf. That I recently learned about that this was a Mexican San Andreas wrapper, John. So <laughs> and Mitchell, what do you got smoking over there? You know, we're going big ring gauge, so I oh. went with the uh, all-time favorite for you. All Saints Habano Dedicacion Huge 6x60. This is uh, this is smoking really well already. Huge. Huge. It's huge. We already, huge. Ha- we already have a comment from Jay Davis, who I want to shout out to Jay. We love Jay. Uh, Jay Davis says, Coop looks hungover. I'm, just... I'm tired today. I am tired today. Um, I This is the first time I've done a three-podcast day in about two months. So, uh, you know, I did KMA, I, and I recorded Jukebox. So, you know, I did take a little break around the holidays, and took, then I had to travel. But I, I am tired. I won't lie to you, but I'm fired up, so don't worry about that. I'll, I'll, I'm more to be recovered. Okay. Yeah. We'll just get some Florida Kanye in. Yeah. Uh, I got I got I don't have Diet Coke. I have Diet Pepsi tonight. So I'm like, mm. I, I I am I am a little burnt out from last night. Last night I I drank rum. So and I drank a lot of rum. So yes, you were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Coop. Yeah. Yes, sure. were. Got a few text messages last night from Matt. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. Did. yeah. <laughs> I was bitching about something. Then I woke up this morning and I was like, you know what? It doesn't really bother then me I anymore. The, then and I bitched about it. And then he so. was like, no, no, I'm pissed about it. And I'm like, well, you know, I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's how it goes. But as okay. always, we are cutting and lighting our cigars. With cigar blondie accessories, uh, I've already cut and lit my cigar because I wanted to get this this bad boy going before the show. But um, cigar blondie cutter and lighter. This actually, I didn't realize until I lit this up that I'm actually I'm just trying to tighten this up a little bit. I got some flakes. Um, I didn't realize just how big. I think this is a 60 ring cutter. I mean, a, a 70 yeah. ring cutter. I mean, this is, I don't know why I didn't like visually, I didn't put two and two together, but then I went to cut this and I was like, oh shit. Yeah, this is, this is actually a big cutter. So it's a good size, very sturdy though. Sharp and sturdy. Yeah. One thing I love about this cutter, Coop, I know we've talked yeah. about this a lot. It's not yeah. flimsy. You know what I mean? Not it's, flimsy. It's really, uh, you know, even like me, I, I kind of complain about getting I'm slightly arthritic. Yeah. Um, it works great with this. Uh, I could just get a nice clean cut on it every time. And then the fan flame lighter, which is just uh, gives you that power flame. of a dead torch, and um, 
the softness of a soft flame. I mean, it's it's a great great lighter. It's and like a it's like a hybrid lot. flame. It, it is. It, <clears throat> it's the it's a jet flame that acts like a soft flame, um, and it, it's just great for toasting a cigar. Um. When can I can I audible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do your thing. So I want to I want to address something that was on uh, when Carney was on the show with you uh, last week. Okay. TAA cigars do not belong on an engineer list. Oh, here and we I'm, go. And then I'm here gonna tell we you go. why. I, I, is it okay? I, I, I won't no, it is okay. But it's just I just if you're All gonna right. bust my balls, I'm gonna bust them back. So. No, no, no. <laughs> and Matt, hear me out. Hear me out. Okay, hear me out. I'm not busting on you for putting it on there, but I want. But John seemed to be upset that a lot of people weren't including it on lists. Okay. Okay, but I, so this is not me picking on because you have your own criteria. Mm-hmm. Mine, and I have a very strong feeling on this, is when you have an organization that is a private private organization that basically it's not open to everybody to join, even if they meet all the criteria, they can basically be vetoed by another member. Yeah. There's no, I'm not going to put a cigar on a list that is like that. Um you know what I mean? So if someone can't get into the TAA, you know, they can't carry that cigar. And it's that that's just too limiting in my book on it. So I want I want an explanation why I don't include TAA cigars on the list. Doesn't mean I don't think you know, and Elfie does a good job on it, so it kind of hurts them probably more than some of the other TAA cigars. But but I do feel strongly on that. Uh, the way that organization's set up, it's a very uh, they exclude people. I know some very, very key retailers who would be a great asset to that to that organization who have been denied entry. So, uh, for no other reason that's, than fear of competition. That's a, fair, that's a fair point, honestly. Like you know, especially with your list not having uh, already, you don't you don't in- include uh, store store specific releases, right? So, yeah. pretty much a TAA is a store specific release. That's just, yeah, it's a, it's a limited to a small amount of stores, right? I, I do include PCA cigars, right? And I, I've been because PCA is it it it's. Look, you could go to the PCA show and get it. There's really nothing that's going to stop you from going to the, you know, joining the PCA. That's an open yeah. organization for the most part. I mean, as long as you, you know, unless you get kicked out. But, um, you know, you can go and you can get that cigar. So, but that's the reason I, I felt strong enough that that um, those cigars I don't feel should be. Uh, I don't think they're on the level playing field with some of the other cigars. Is the problem so, from a distribution standpoint? That's fair. I, I see your point. I'll give it to you. Um, you know, for me, it's. I know we talked a lot about shop exclusives and like you know single store releases and stuff and micro right. and micro the micro blends that like Abe would do yeah. like stuff like that would not be eligible and I and I get that and I t- to us when we talked about it it was we felt that there was enough of a spread of availability of those TAA cigars where it's not like, well, you had to get it from, you know, like you, like the Drew Estate UF4. Great cigar. Um, Nothing wrong with that cigar, but it's like that cigar is only available from Casa de Monte Cristo. For one day a year. Yeah. They sell out in one day. So like, so that, for example, like I would never put that on the list because it's, it's too hard to get. Right. But I felt that, and as Mitchell did as well, and Nicole, we felt there was enough, availability of those TAAs where enough people could get their hands on them. Um, to be honest with you, uh, there was only two TAA cigars from last year that I actually liked at all. One was they that LFD. terrible last year for the most part. Yeah. One, one was that LFD. The other was actually the Diesel Atonement. Um, I thought that was pretty good. All the other ones I were the Gurk- I thought the Gurkha was good. 
you know what? I didn't have the Gurkha. Right. I didn't it's have a, the Gurkha. That was a good cigar. They did a nice job on. They did. They, in my opinion, they checked every box of what a TAA cigar should be with that cigar. They did a nice job with that cigar. I'm not saying it was the greatest cigar, but it was it was it was a, a satisfying cigar. It was packaged nicely. Um, you should never put a TAA cigar in bundles. I'm sorry, hmm. Michael. I be Michael. I agree. Deserves a box. Deserves a box. If you're, if you're sending it to the best retailers, if, if you can't get a box, then don't do a TAA cigar. That's my opinion. Yeah. Deserves a box. By the way, and that's nothing against the TAA cigar that, that Ferrio did, which I thought that was a good cigar too, but there were a lot hey, of good last year. You know, talking list vote, you know, landed on uh, Philly Me Palace list, right? Yes. The Ferrio Tego, was it uh, number 16 or something like that landed on? It, la- it landed on or the development paladin. No, that was the timeless. Now, Aaron Aaron takes a very different approach. He will put shop exclusives and things like that on his list. Yep. So, But again, it, 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 that's what I'm saying. I'm not gonna criticize someone who puts it on there. I'm not gonna criticize you guys. I just I think there's another side of the coin I look at that with that. Yeah, it's um, more of not, like they gotta understand why it's not on a lot of lists. Technically it's I also don't you know technically I don't include single country releases so there's no TA you can't get those guys outside the US. It's very hard to get them I should say. So you know that, that there's a lot of reasons why I uh I, I exclude them and I just think there's another side of the coin to look at that. Jay Davis actually um, commented on here, Cuban cigars, TAA cigars, PCA cigars, limited edition cigars, and butt-freckled one-off cigars belong <laughs> on a list, in my opinion, if they are good. There are a lot of cigars I cannot carry, thanks TAA, but if the cigar is released that year and is good, it belongs on a list. Sorry to disagree, Coop. No, it's okay. And that's, that's I, I think there's no, other points. Of, it's, it's other point. I, I mean, I, uh, you know, at the same time, there's a cigar that's, all, like, I see a couple, like, it's funny. You could see some companies out there, right, that they have a perception that they're national brands, and I know they sell to one or two stores <laughs> in the country, right? I know it's for a fact, right? And they, but they, they have like like the old they 262 will. brand is a good example of that, right? It's, it's like that's not – you know. so in my opinion, if you're only selling to one or two stores, I'm not going to include you on the list. Um, but yeah. um, the, singles, the single store releases, what I've noticed is it's just – it's a very – and I've talked about it, it's a very complicated market to cover. And I would really just choose – if I had my choice, I just wouldn't cover it at all. But it's hard because I do have some relationships with, in, the, in the industry with retailers and manufacturers. But it's not a space I pay a lot of attention to, so I'm not giving all those cigars a fair shot, which is why I don't include them. Can I just take a quick – quick detour we're going to come right back but i just want to point out that yeah. skip skip says i picked up another box of andalusian bull for 130 my best find of the year so far fucking right dude that's a great price for that that's <laughs> for one th- was that a box or a five pack i mean no no he box. said box the box the, the box of 10 130 that's, that's pretty good that's pretty yeah, that's good, good. finding I, a box first of all is finding a box <laughs> yeah. finding a box that's you know msrp i believe is 150 which i see about 50 percent of the time a lot of the times it's yeah. like over 200 um, but for 130, dude, good for you. That's a great find. Guess what I scored today? What'd you score? Box of 55s. Wow, you must know somebody. Uh, yeah, I got from Hustler. I got him from Hustler. Oh, really? Oh, and it's sold out now. Yep, yep. You, number, yeah, number yeah. one. Yeah, snooze. <laughs> you got to snooze. You snooze, you lose. I mean, it's funny because I, I, I bought the box. There was no more left. I was going to try to buy another box, and there's no more left. So. You were up checking those emails. Uh, yes. Yeah. Dave Burke. Uh, Dave Burke is with you know. He's, he's beside himself. 
Yeah, where's uh talking about Hustler? Where's where's BDP at? You know, he said he was going to be here tonight. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess he's just salivating from some of the high ratings he got uh, on the end of your list, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was all he was all upset. Developing Palace didn't review the cigar. We uh we're not we're we're waiting till next episode to do end of the year stuff, right? Yes, yes, we are. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're doing uh we're doing our show Monday actually. Finally recapping the list. I think Abe's got one coming up soon too. So yeah, I uh but we are done. Um and um it's good because I think we needed to wait for the last list to come out anyway. Because you know it's it it's interesting. I was talking about this on, on Dojo show. Uh Alec Bradley Fine and Rare, I was the first one to put it on a list as far as I know. And after that it showed up on three other lists. So um that was it kind of validated what I was kind of validated me. It showed up on Bear's list, it showed up on Aaron's list, and it showed up on Half Wheel's list. Right. So those are some significant lists. Definitely. Um, Bear was honorable mention, but that's his that's his way of rewarding limiteds, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't include limiteds, right? Yeah, and that's a whole – that I disagree with. I do think – because it's too gray, the line of limited is the problem. Yeah, is it limited you, it, what, production, I, limited <laughs> edition, limited – what Saka will tell you is every cigar is limited production, unless you're like Macanudo, where you're producing them every day. You know, I mean that that's really yeah. what it comes down to. Is, is he said everything's pretty much a limited production, so um, that's kind of how I do, I do it. And it's hard to tell what's one and done because you don't know if it's one and done. Definitely. Sorry, I'm just getting caught up on the comments, and then I, I had something I was trying to bring up to, for discussion. Um, over here, which I have, right, I just, I'm going to save this for something else later. Uh, the first thing I wanted to get into tonight, um, something happened since our last show. <clears throat> that was interesting. We're gonna, we, we are going to talk about it. I mean, I don't think we're going to, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. Uh, one thing that happened was those of you may or may not have seen a post that was placed on the Facebook and Instagram, definitely Facebook, Facebook profile of the Boutique Cigar Association. <laughs> Mitchell actually saw it first, sent it to me, and sent it to Coop. And then the three of us were like, what's going on here? Um, you know, and at first glance, you know, I commented and I, and I said, look, I'm like, this is not professional. It was this very cheap looking photo of a girl smoking this monster, like, Oh, it almost looks like she, she was smoking like that Asylum 9x90 kind of cigar. And, like, it, it just it, it looks so unprofessional and out of place and very poorly made. And I'm like, what is this? And I commented and I said, this is very unprofessional. This is the kind of crap that we used to see getting posted on Cigar Rights of America, who we're also going to talk about on the show tonight. Um, and it's it's just not right. And, and, and it's funny. You know, Gabby Caffey responded and was like, you know, this was a mistake. Yada, 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 and okay, fine, mistakes happen. And, but I wanted to leave it up because I wanted people to see the mistake, and I'm like, all right, I, I can see your point, but I'll, I'll agree to disagree. I mean, I, if it was me, I'd, I'd want it. First of all, I wouldn't even have posted that, but if someone else posted on my on to our company stuff on my behalf and I didn't know and then I found it, I'd be like, get that shit down. Like, no, uh, I wouldn't leave it up. I would be like, let's get it down. And, you know, Gabby reached out to me privately and we talked a little bit about it, whatever. And then after that conversation, someone had commented and said, oh, but w which one is it? And he had previously commented and said, 
like, oh, this is great. Like, this is a sexy photo and this and that. So I was like, oh, yeah, that's true. This is kind of confusing. And then the po- the post was completely deleted. Um, but they blamed an outside marketing agency, which I can understand, you know, especially if it's someone who's not completely familiar with the cigar industry or some of the issues that have happened with other similar like organizations posting some less than favorable things on their pages. Um, but there it is. I brought it up and, uh, I know you guys saw it too. And, uh, again, this is a continuation of, of things we're seeing from, you know, associations and organizations that should be better than this. And it's disappointing to see. Coops are muted. Coops muted. Oh, I, was, uh, I had to hit the cough button. Um, yeah, it's disappointing. So I want to make a few comments on this. And first of all, because I have been critical of the, of the BCA a lot. And I, I want to give them, I do want to give them some benefit of the doubt here. But at the same time, I, I just got a question. What are you guys doing here? I thought the BCA got off to a very good start this year in 2023 i i saw they cleaned up the web page they were starting some concerted effort to do fundraising they they seemed like they were they're coming through some membership procedures it, it, it was very very encouraging and and then they go and do that now they're not the first organization to do this they're not the first company to do this but i just think you know look you, you, first of all you got to know better you, you just got to know better and we lose it, it's telling me that they we made it lost Mitchell. Hold on, I got him. He's calling in. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, Coop, keep going. Yeah, you know, and you got to know better. And, I, and look, I know we're in a very sensitive – look, we are in a very sensitive time um, with, with saying and doing these types of things right now. You, you just have to be better than that. And you, you shouldn't even be blaming the outside marketing agency. You know what you should have just did? We we fucked up. We're sorry, and it's not gonna happen. Don't go pointing the finger accountability. at accountability. Accountability. We just and, and you know, I mean, I'm I'm sorry, but you know, how dumb is that when you're trying to do a fundraising effort right now? Which, like I said, I I was applauding a lot of this stuff they're doing. Like, I, it seemed like they were finally starting to uh, be like a trade organization. Now, again, I understand mistakes happen, but. You know, you got you got to be better than that. You can't. You shouldn't be explaining this on. Just issue an apology, and that's it. You know, you don't need to comment on everything with that. Um, it was it was just it was in poor taste expecting from a trade organization. Um, and I'm assuming that's what they are right now. You know, they they've gone back and forth. They want to be a trade organization or a social, and I think they try to be a hybrid of it. And I think I think you got to be one or the other, right? And being a trader organization means you can't be buddy buddy with everybody online. You know, you can't be making everybody happy. You have to make decisions, and they're going to be unpopular decisions. So I really hope they learn from this more or less because I I did like the direction they were heading at the beginning of the year, and I do want to see them. I really I want to see them make it. It will be good to have them at the trade show. Don't get me wrong. BCA, um, yeah, the BCA. Yep. But you, 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 look, we were all over the Cigar Rights of America about this. We were we Matt and I, Mitchell, we blasted cigar cigar rights of America. oh i was in the comments when that was happening oh yeah so you saw it too we blasted them on this and they're supposedly very tied with the cra so how do you not learn from this 
Um, and then again, if you're working with a marketing, you're you've got to do better than that. You just you, 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 this is just you got to fix that. And um, I, I, that's all I can say about this. I'm, I'm just I'm disappointed in them. I really am. Yeah, and the um, the ad agency is a, is a, is a smaller newer ad agency i think they're newer that hasn't been around very long it was cigar box marketing i believe is uh, that the one i mean i did they i don't know if they yeah. ever said i know they work yeah, with i was i was i was told i was told that's who it was but they're they're advisors to the bca then so that's that's a little more alarming that i'm hearing that um but you know at the same time let's i'm not blessed in the agency because again this type of marketing does work in other areas okay and mm -hmm. it's not they're not no this is not the first person to do it um but someone probably should have just said someone just said we can't put this out there i mean that and i don't know if it went through a board or if someone just went and put it out there without going through the board i mean but that stuff has to go that stuff should all be approved by a board of, the board of directors in there i agree i mean it was you know i saw that and nicole pointed out i th actually i think it was um I think yeah, the, it was. the girl was was biting the the foot of the cigar. It wasn't even like lit. It was backwards. There was yeah. like so many. It, it was like raunchy. There was like, I don't even remember what the caption was. It was like a ridiculous caption. I have a screenshot was... of it still. I saved it. But but I, but I'll tell you what. There's so many. Yeah yeah. It's it's like, I don't know. What are we it's doing, guys? What, are we in a locker room here, or are we we trying to save the industry here? I mean, yeah, it was a cigar exactly. is about enjoyment and savoring the moment. Smoke cool and slow, and she's got the cigar in her mouth backwards, and she's like got an aggressive like look on her face. She's biting into it, making it look like she's being sexual. It's just like, and then it's BCA, you know, and I'm I, like, that's just so. And, it's not professional. Like, why are look, you cigar, doing this? There's cigar companies doing that stuff too. I mean, it's and it's wrong. It, they're doing it too. So, to pick on the BCA as being the only one, no, there's cigar companies doing it too, and, and they should know better as well. You know, cool. That's not I, the way you get women. Yeah, that's I how will you get women smokers in. I will. I will agree to an extent. I mean, there's look. There's some brands out there where it, my well, I will say this. I don't think anyone should do it. But if a brand does it, and it's a brand that's kind of an out there brand, because there's a lot of those brands. Like, okay, like I get it, but there's no excuse from a trade organization, no one, none whatsoever. I mean, like I well, said, yeah. no one should do it. There's some brands that probably not great, but at least, at least you know what? You're just reflecting your own business at that point. A trade organization, different story. I, just shouldn't little, happen. This is the part. I'm, this is the part I'm a little more concerned with than what CRA did. CRA was one guy doing the social media. This was contracted out by to an agency. Um, and I think you got to you, you have to set some expectations with that agency right now. I don't think you know if you, maybe they, and I think this agency has done some good work for them. That's why I'm, 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 I'm you know I don't think they should be just ripped ripped out either. But I think you you got to set some expectations and there, there's some good people on that board that should be able to, to steer that ship right here. Yeah, I don't know it's it's you know it it was disappointing to see when we start last year, it was uh, a little bit under a year ago when we saw some very suggestive things being posted on Cigar Rates of America's pages. And I know a handful of us all were like, what are we doing here? We well, called them out on the air. Well, we that, talked about it. It, it was it was bad. That's where my money was going. Um, and I'll have something to say about CRA you know, when we get to that, too, because I have something today on that. But um, that's a teaser. But, uh, um, oh. yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny. Both of these things happened when I was traveling because when the – when the uh, 
you see everything happened. I was at, I was in Nashville. I remember I remember when this happened in Nashville. And uh, I was in Nicaragua when it happened. Coop, one BCA, sec. So. Peter, the BCA is the Boutique Cigar Association. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and maybe that's a good point. The Boutique Cigar Association, they're trying to represent the interests of, of the really the small mom and pop type of cigar companies, you know. Very small operations. I, I think, you know, there is a place for them to certainly be uh, to be grouped and gathered, and they have needs. Um but and and, they, and they, I'll be honest, it's really been kind of a hodgepodge effort for a while. But it seemed like this year they were getting their stuff together. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they they finally they want to go to the trade show. They really cleaned up their membership and the website. I thought all the things they were doing were really positive, and now this happens. I kind of like, and I'm just like, what what the hell here? You know, what what are you guys doing? Two, you guys are bet- two you guys steps be forward, one step back. Yeah, two yeah. steps forward, one step back, man. It's and you know. Uh, it's kind of the growing pains of, I don't know how, how long the BCA has been around, but you know, the growing pains of kind of working with a new company, you know, if they are going to bring on a company to help them with media, they should really have someone, like you said, either on the board or the board looking over posts and like, they're not having to create the content, but they're having to look over and say, yeah, this is good enough. And then it goes through. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I agree. It should, you know, there has to be part of where I was critical of them is I got very critical of them last year because they were responding to the whole uh, responsible marketing thing and they were calling for self-regulation. They put these statements out there. I'm like, well, who's putting these statements out there? Like, what is your, you know, you're just saying we're against it. And instead of coming up with a policy and and a plan of action, you know, you're just you're just putting out these random positions like um, I don't you know, I, I think sometimes organizations do need to move slower for a reason. Uh, some big companies move slower sometimes for a reason, um, you know, and you really sometimes have to just kind of vet this stuff through before. I understand you want to be responsive to needs, but you just can't do that sometimes. I mean. I was telling Matt, for example, bigger companies with press releases, a lot of them they go through legal reviews, and there's, there's reasons for that um, with bigger companies. So they, there's, there's a lot more exposure with, with those types of things. So they do have to move slower sometimes. And I think the BCA has a growing organization. They just have to kind of slow it down a bit and uh, you know, just understand that um, it, yeah, they have to have a process for the, how these communications are going out. And it, that doesn't seem like there is one. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's 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 some it's some stuff. I don't that... want to be destructive toward. I don't want to be destructive toward them, but I want. I'm trying to be constructive here. Is what I'm. I'm trying to get to. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and that's and we've been in this position before. You know, when we've talked, especially with specifically trade organizations, CRA, even PCA. We've 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 had some tough yeah. love against I, PCA. And I don't think CRA has really fixed what I was looking for. By the way, so that yes, they're not doing the stupid memes, but I'm still not seeing them promote <laughs> advocacy enough on on their social media platform. And and uh, that's you know I had Glenn Loop on the other night. He's talking about why we don't cover more state stuff. Well, no one's promoting these same types of advocacy things on social media, and and that's what these organizations need to be doing right now. So at the uh, end P- of the day, P- like PCA has been the best of the, of them so far. They've done good. You, with you, it. you know when when uh, when you hear things like oh why why aren't you promoting this or that in terms of like what Glenn Loop said? It's like are you sending media a press release for us to say this is what the message we need to put out right like is you know are yeah, they doing that I, I, i'm not well, every once in a while yeah, every once in a while but also i really don't think it's my job to post uh unless it's something very major like 
if it's a major call to action, then we'll say, hey, look, the CRA or PCA, whatever's getting behind this call to action in in Idaho or something like that. Or, you yeah. know, for example, what happened up in Canada, what they did up in Canada. Those are things that I think I, I will put in it. But in general, um, I, I want to understand more about the legislation behind it, too, before we post something. Because, and that's for why sure. this is time consuming, because sometimes you'll read the legislation and it's not really what it's all cracked up to be, is what I'll just say. Yeah, um, I've definitely noticed a few of those. You know, when they come across my desk, you know, I read them, I see what they're all about. Sometimes things get posted, and some are most of the time things get posted. Sometimes things don't. Um, but you know, for the most part, you know. Yeah, I look for accomplishments. Okay, yeah. when I post something about like uh, legislation, so if there's an accomplishment, uh, hey, we we blocked this bill, or unfortunately. It's a decomplishment when, when one passes. I'm going to report on that so people are aware of it. If, if it's making its way – I had this issue with the KMA guys. They, were, they wanted to cover this thing in Ohio. It hadn't made its way through the whole legislation yet. I'm like, guys, why, this is not stuff we you – know, they read it from someone else, obviously. I said, I don't think we, we need to be at that level. I think um, unless it's something that's a, a severe infraction of our rights, like Tobacco 21 getting stuffed into the appropriations or, or the uh, – the omnibus or whatever it was, right? That's something that that's a major, major thing we're talking about here. Oh, but absolutely. I just don't have the bandwidth. I don't have the bandwidth to do it, um, and I don't have the readership that's going to justify doing it on that piece. You know, I, other things I do get when I do big FDA stories, they get they get the, the turnaround. But I, I yeah. just have to be selective. Unfortunately, I don't have the bandwidth to do it. And that's you guys. They have these social media channels. They should be pushing this stuff out there. And why isn't CRA pushing that stuff out there? I, 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 I'm really glad I could learn about a box of Ashton cigars, though, from them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, oh, and, and, thanks for, and, and I appreciate them also pushing out Cigar Aficionado's article on Puro Sabor. Thank you guys for that as well. Oh, look, and look serious, once in a while I don't mind putting something out there like that. I think, the, I think that's a little hard on the Puro Sabor thing because I think that is something that people should be aware of from a cigar rights standpoint. But a box of Ashton cigars, honestly... Do you really need to be putting that out there, cigar of the day? I'd rather know what's going on in uh, what's going on right now in Nebraska or something like that. You know, I think that's something that they should be doing. I don't understand why they're why they're not putting time into that. Yeah, why are we not hearing more about the you know, the tax hikes in New York right now or you know stuff like that? Sure, we're, I mean, we're, I, we're reading I about on, you know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, and he told they us need about to use their stuff. social media to to push that kind of stuff, right? They need to do that. And by the way, you're going to get much more bandwidth than me doing it. Um, as well as like it, it allows it allows our private accounts to share those kinds of things. So like, you know, you have your Cigar Coop account and that's going to have the bandwidth to do your own press releases. But say right. I'm following PCA. I see they post something that I'm interested in. I comment. I like. I share it. It doesn't take two seconds for me. But if I have to get a press release, write my notes about it, put it on the website, et cetera, et cetera. Well, Matt does all that, but you know what I mean. And it and it's a uh, it, t- it takes time. Whereas yeah, a like a comment yeah. and a share is is so much easier. Yeah, and, it, and a great example, Mitchell was was CigarAction.org when they expanded into Canada. And I thought that uh-huh. was a very significant thing. And I kind of explained that one is this is what they're doing in Canada too. This is significant because it's now for the first time PCA is moving into an international focus. These are things I'm able to kind of write about and inform my readers as opposed to a cut and paste job here. And then, oh, here, by the way, here's where CigarAction.org goes. Go read about that. Um, yeah. But, you know, so 
I, I think that they're not, I mean, they're not, PCA has been a little better about it in some cases, but, but CRA has been atrocious about it. And, and it's, <laughs> it's really bothering me. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it's sad to see, um, the lack of effort on what get what gets posted on there. And, uh, and I'll, I'm happy to have a conversation. I know they, they were reaching out to us last year, but I'm happy to have a conversation about it. this is, this is, this is, this is blocking and tackling one on one here, guys. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, you know, and I think I think that that should happen. I think that you know, uh, I think the conversation should be had with with, with some of those people and, and and just be like, you know, hey, you know, because the average consumer is not going to do it, and the manufacturers, you know, the the reality is most manufacturers, you know, stuff like that is you know it's not really their concern. So the people who really monitor that stuff is us, the media. And, you know, so it, it kind of de facto falls on us to, I feel like, have to call them out and be like, look, you guys aren't doing a great job of this. Because this, this is, at the end of the day, it's kind of our realm. You know, it's media. It's social media, yeah. media, it's websites. That's, it, like, what we do. It, and it, If you've got time to put up the cigar of the day, right, or, you know, you have time to put up an alert. I mean, I, I just, this is... This is absolutely – no one can possibly explain to me why this isn't getting done with, with, with that. I mean, if you have the time to put that up, then you have the time to do the alerts. And then if you're doing the alerts and you want to mix some of that stuff, then more power to it. I, I get it. I know you're trying to provoke, promote the industry, and, and that's that's fine. I do think that there's other publications, by the way, besides the Cigar Aficionado. Just so, you know, maybe the, you know, they'll be aware. Now, I'll give CRE credit. They did post the smoking tobacco thing, and they deserve a lot of credit for that. They Good did. Good job by CR. Good job by the CRA on that one, guys. They did post it. They did um, post it. Yes, I do did. appreciate that, and it was a, it was get it. it was a they, nice. They get credit. It was a nice. Uh, it was nice to see, you know, because I mean and that, and and that's not even about me. Like I said before, um, and to all the other media people who did share it, you know, Coop shared it, Craig Vanderslice, Scar, Craig, shared it, Blind Man's Puff shared it, Boston Jimmy shared it. Um, who else am I missing? I, it, a handful of people did share it, and to those people, I appreciate it. To those who didn't, you know, whatever. Uh, but you know, at the end of the day, I just wanted to say it's it's not about me. You know, it's I know it's a smoking tobacco event, but it's not about me. It's it's about the charity and it's about the kids. So I kind of look at it as you know, don't even do it for me. Do it for, do it for the kids. And so well, I appreciate I mean, the people who did share it. Well, there's other people we do know that maybe didn't share it, but we know that they support the effort too. So and that's true I, I too. That's true too. To, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and we we know I, some names that have I think, been very I think also, quiet about that. I think some people might also be waiting for the release day, you know, closer to the actual event, so they can kind of almost get a bit more involved in into the post. We'll mm -hmm. we'll find out when that comes around when we when we actually have the the launch day. That's if true. if we get a, a little bit more that way, but yeah. Uh, yeah, and sometimes they just don't feel comfortable, you know. Uh, I guess sharing stuff from other media sites and and they feel that they have to be a little more silent yeah. on it yeah i get it i get yeah. it i just wanted to say you know to, to ones who did I, I do appreciate them you know going out of their way oh to yeah do it. I thank mean, you very much um yep i yep, appreciate absolutely. that a lot um, yeah, i don't know i don't know if we planned on talking about it tonight but uh you know you, you mentioned the blocking and tackling and you know the big game's coming up the yeah we, the can, talk, we can talk about we can talk about that 
Um, yeah, we can. Get, can I get? Can I make my CRE point as long as we're on here? Oh yeah, go yeah, for yeah. It. No, yeah. Let's keep yeah. going. That's okay. Uh, so there's more so, to this. Uh, th th I want. I have a call out to the uh, the, the uh, spare notes audience. Could someone tell me how to change my credit card information on CRA? Because I know for a fact that um, I lost. I had a credit card compromise that I used for all my cigar stuff, and um, I had a new card issued, and it's gonna need to be changed. And I could not find anywhere on the Cigar Rights of America site where my credit card information is accessible. And and I don't know if it's just me, but this should not be a hard thing for me to find, okay? Uh, and I had someone else actually in my house help me out with this, and we couldn't find it, okay? So, come on, guys. This is, ba get ba this is basic stuff. People need to be changing their, their credit card information. So, you know what? The auto renew ain't going to work, guys. Uh, I'm not, I, and I'm, uh, yeah, if someone can find it for me, that's great. But if not, I'm not calling people. So don't tell me to call someone. Uh, they will, I'll get the message when, the, when it's declined, I'm sure. So, um, on yep. But yeah, it was very annoying. I'm just frustrated. Like how, like I, again, I see pictures of Ashton cigars. How do I can I not access my 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 account information on here? That should be an easy thing. I should be able to switch cards whenever I do. I could not find that. So if someone knows it, please message me privately or send me an email or something. Um, but no, I'm not calling someone to do this. Okay, um, they they will just I'll get the email and when they don't get there because my auto renew hits at the end of this month. So. You know, and it's funny, um, like anything, when people don't get their money, that's when they come calling, so. That's when they come calling. I'm trying to make sure you guys get your money here. And I'm like, you know what, why am I, why, I'm just going crazy here, why I'm doing this. So. <laughs> I, I want to do it, but I'm like, really, guys, come on, this is, and I know you used to be able to do this with Scar Rights of America, so I don't know what they did, they redesigned the website, I could not find it. I know that uh, all of my dues for all the organizations have have gone through and been paid. So oh, by the way, PCA noticed. PCA actually, um, they did. They actually proactively noticed it, right? Uh, but it was an, it was uh, and they I don't know how they did, but they, they Aaron contacted me, and I said, here, just change this right away, right? So, um, but I mean, I that's but there's a place in the system to do that too. Right. So, yeah. So I don't understand what this is. Every e-commerce site allows you to change your credit card. This should be no different. No, I hear you. And, maybe and if it's obvious and I'm missing it, I'll, I'll issue an apology. But I, I had someone else look at this today. so I'm expecting I'm like, a press release apology here, video and all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on, guys. I mean, I mean, you guys got time to put Ashton pick. I'm going to keep going back on that. I know. Why do you keep bashing? I mean, it's not Ashton's fault. No, I like Andy and Ashton, so I, all right, I'm picking. All right, I put drone or something. Right? You know, you you keep mentioning <laughs> drone, them yeah. like like it's bad. I mean, there's not it's not there's nothing wrong with Ashton. It's not their fault. It's just you know. <laughs> they sell like a zillion cigars. Why don't you help one of these BCA companies or something once in a while? I mean, seriously, you have an alliance with them right now. It doesn't hurt. It's true. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good yeah, point. It is. I mean, yeah. Um. <laughs> Very, uh, yeah, so again, once again, we're having a conversation about the Cigar Rates of America, and it's not a good one, unfortunately, and hopefully it turns around, but... Um, yeah. I, I don't want to just say I'm picking on the BCA, because I'm accused of picking on them a lot, and I have, but I picked on CRA very hard in the last 12 months, too. Um, next thing on the list was the smoking study. Yeah, and then we'll get to the, yeah, I do want to get to the game stuff that Mitchell talked about. Oh, that's yeah. right. Mitchell, do you, you want to do that now? Want to do it now? We can get it. We can do it now. 
might as well, you know, break up some of the some of the intense, you know, cigar yeah. talk here. Okay, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Honestly, I don't I don't really watch much NFL. I pretty much just look at scores and that's about it. But it's always fun to talk about sports and, and, uh, talk and what's going on. I I try to I try to yeah talk about the roof uh i try to watch the the big game every once in a while but uh yeah who do you guys who do you guys got to win well we know who coop wants well um (laughs) i i I have i have made no secret i've gone into the eagles camp okay uh i'm I'm a giants fan but you know i I have ties to the philly area uh i know what that team means to that city uh i know it means to a lot of my friends so i am i am rooting for the eagles um on that, and I do think the Eagles win an epic, an epic game. This is going to be. Um, I think this is going to be one of the great games. I think it's going to be thirty-one twenty-eight uh, Eagles. Um, I think, and here's the other thing that people don't realize, okay? Because I do stay very tuned into the Philly sports scene. This is a huge game for Philadelphia, not because they're just in the Super Bowl. You couldn't get a better matchup than Andy Reid. Okay, one of the most polarizing guys in the history of Philadelphia. He was run out of town. There was a love-hate relationship with him, you know, and they loved him when he won the Super Bowl years later. They were all happy for him. And now they're going against big, bad Andy Reid, right? The the guy, you know, um, they love to hate. So it's a huge story here. But I think this is going to be an epic game. I think these are the two best teams. And I think we're going to have a very special Super Bowl. A lot's going to depend on Mahomes, but I, I'm telling you, I think Chase Daniel will even – if he has to come in that game, I still think he's going to do some things here. I think we're going to have a great game here. I think so too. I think I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a close game. I think, you know, Chiefs have a good have a good team. Eagles yep. have a good team. Um, you know, Mahomes, Mahomes has some questionability on 100% health, but um, I believe Jalen Hurts also maybe has potential shoulder – He's gonna play, he but I think I heard he's, he got something with the shoulder. He, he's had it before the playoffs too, yeah. Okay. I mean, the NFC game wasn't exactly a struggle for them, so. No, they had two easy games. I mean, the Giants were just we were, during the last show were destroyed. Yeah. And you know, look, San Francisco. I mean, they had they had McCaffrey running the Wildcat for a few plays. So, Purdy comes back in there and he's severely hurt. I mean, um, but yeah, so. You know they they had they haven't been tested in the playoffs yet. You know I think that that's a good point though, and it, that could actually come up to to bite them. Like maybe they're just not like expecting. They haven't been pushed to the limit of what they're they're needing to play and in the playoff mentality. And who knows? Maybe the maybe the Mahomes just comes out freaking firing, and they're just like, what the heck? And there's just like two three run lead in you know the first half. Yeah, I mean it could be. Uh... Very interesting. Andy Reid has been to the Super Bowl several times now. Um, he seems to have gotten over losing these big games. I mean, he used to, that was the old thing. Andy Reid couldn't win the big game in January. Uh, now he's he's you know this is his third Super Bowl with the Chiefs, fourth overall. So uh, there's a lot more experience. Mahomes has been there before as well. So because Andy Reid was uh, the coach of the Eagles when we beat them back at Super Bowl 39, 38. Yes. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. That's when he went to five straight NFC championships in that run. I think that was like the fourth of the five that he went to. NFC uh, championships. And yeah, and I'm sorry, NFC championships. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he and they no. got they got the one win. They got the loss with the Chiefs. This will be his third with the Chiefs. The one with the Eagles. Yes, this is his fourth. What they're calling the Andy Reid Bowl. 
The Andy Reid Bowl. Uh, yeah. The, uh, and if the Chiefs I mean, and if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, he actually have more wins whoa. with the Chiefs than the with the Eagles. Some, what was that? Um, something about his wins. Oh, we lost Coop. What's that stat? Uh, something about Andy Reid. Oh, I think he's the winningest coach in Eagles history, and if he wins the Super Bowl, he'll be the winningest coach. Coop, is it is it that he's the winningest coach with the Eagles, and if he wins the Super Bowl with the Chiefs, that, that one win will make him the winningest Chiefs coach? Isn't that what it is? It's something like that, yeah. Yeah. He he's gotta be I mean, he's been with the he's been with the Chiefs ten seasons already. So I don't I would say if he's not the winningest, he is. Close. I, I think that's what it is. I think if he the Super Bowl would make him the winningest um, coach in Chiefs history. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I uh, I don't know the stats, but that that seems right. Uh, if, if like I said, he he's definitely up there. Um, I mean, he's one of the greatest coaches in the history of football. So. Um, and if they this win, guy, he's got a he's got a fat cheeseburger waiting for him too. Oh, you know that. But you know what, Sirianni is a a really good coach. He's Philly mentality through and through. This guy, they they like him a lot, you know. Um, and he's done a. I mean, Sirianni, you got to look at what he's done this year. Okay, he's beaten Brian Dable three times. The guy who's people are saying a coach of the year candidate. He beats Kyle Shanahan in the playoffs. Another guy who is a a coach of the year candidate. He's beaten some uh, very good. Um, Good, uh, he beat uh, Doug Peterson, I believe, too, who was also a uh, uh, a coach of the year candidate. So you look at that, he's beaten these guys, and uh, certainly he's got to be considered for coach of the year as well. I forget, who beat the Cowboys? Was that San Francisco? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still I'm still waiting. <laughs> I'm still waiting for um, the Dan Quinn magic. I'm still waiting. I kept Dan hearing about Quinn, it that whole game. Oh, the Dan Quinn magic is coming. I'm still waiting. Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn's defense in the fourth quarter was atrocious. He, he, I'm he still actually, waiting. <laughs> oh, that was that was a uh, that was in the, in the offensive quarter. Is the guy who got fired? They'll figure that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I but, saw uh, I saw something today that I thought was interesting, and it was people need to stop firing everyone around Dak and realize that he's the problem. I don't know. Thoughts. I like Dak. I think he's a good quarterback. You know, you know. The, I don't think he's bad. I don't think they that they get a. They get a. I, I think McCarthy's a good coach too. Um, I do think he's a very good coach. You know who I do but, think uh, needs to go is um, fucking what's his name? Um. Oh my god! Why is now, you narrowed it down? You narrowed it down a lot. Yeah, that, that was that was a good one there, Matt. Ezekiel Elliott. He's got to go. Maybe he needs a change of scenery. Yeah. I think he's got to go. I think the Cowboys are not benefiting with him on the team. I think he needs to leave. Then again, I'm not a fan of his to begin with, but I don't think he's doing anything. They, the Cowboys have some offensive line, though, man. They, I mean, That's why you look at a guy like Cooper Rush, why he looks so good. That offensive line is as good an offensive line as there is in football. Um, you can say what you want about Jerry Jones. If he's still the guy's picking the players, they're picking some very – I mean, you got to have an offensive line, and uh, – yeah, he's got a good one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're close. You know, it's not like they're finishing last. I mean, they're they're getting to the playoffs. You know, it's I, I think they need a couple of tweaks. So they could the Cowboys can probably win. In all fairness, 
Uh, it's not like they're Windows, that far Windows, out. Windows, Windows closing. I think the window's closing with them. It is. It is. So, I mean, you got like, you got next year, you know, this is a good off season. Maybe you make a couple more moves that are just right. Maybe the Cowboys make it. I mean, they're not far, but you're right. They're losing time. They're yeah, losing I, time. I, 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 they are. I mean, you know, you know, it's like a five-year window. And look, the Chiefs are getting to the end of that thing right now. I think, you know, Mahomes has still got a lot of years left, but there's other guys around them who are getting older. So San Francisco absolutely has got the window closing. They have to get a quarterback next year. I mean, they, they have to. They can't bring – I don't think you bring Garoppolo back either. Nope. Um, they're going to have to They're gonna have to look at an Aaron Rodgers or a Derek Carr or, or someone to come in. I think, Mayfield. I think Raiders take Aaron Rodgers. I think San Francisco takes Derek Carr. I think Garoppolo gets traded to someone like Green Bay or uh, maybe he gets released. He signs somewhere else. I, I definitely I don't see him with San Francisco next year. He definitely goes somewhere else. Maybe the Rams pick him up. I'm saying I think Rogers stays in Green Bay. Uh, really? I don't know. I think I think there's something I, that team. You know, let's keep Lafleur out of it. I do. You know, I think they're gonna find a way to keep him there and say, let's finish your career as a Packer. Finish your, you know, let's finish your something about finishing your year as a yeah, Packer. Retire him out there. Yeah, I agree. But does he want to? Does, does he, he want does, or does he feel like I'm running out of time? Like I just want to go somewhere and get another. Would you one. go to Would you go to San Francisco when you have Trey Lance and Brock Purdy sitting in the wings? You know, I'm a, you know, unless you sign up a one year deal or something like that with it. Does he go to the Raiders? Um, why would you? It's a mess that team. Um. You know, yeah. I mean, maybe the Raiders. I I think I think the Niners would still be a better option because I think so too, but. They're 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 a really deep team. I mean, I think Garoppolo. I, I I have this feeling Garoppolo is going to the Jets. Oh, the Jets! I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I think Garoppolo goes to the Jets. And I don't think. Don't I think they're gonna try. And they're, now look, the Jets are trying to get Rodgers. They they the Namus deal with the number twelve is a big deal, and uh, that's a big deal. And Joe Namus is still Joe Namus in New York City. He's Broadway Josto for a reason. So um, the Jets, they they have a, they are able to attract these free agents. The Jets, so they, that's never been a problem for a Jet to get free agents. Um, Jay, we're going to talk about that in a second. Jay's asking about the CDC report. We're going to talk about that in a second. Yeah, we are. Gonna, we have a whole segment um, on the CDC report. But yeah, I mean, it, it'll be interesting. This is going to be a very interesting offseason. Tom's officially gone now. I, I'm, I'm. Oh, we, we think. You think he does it again? Do you think he does it again? You think someone goes, Tom? Here's an offer you can't refuse, and he's like, you know what, guys? I'm sorry, I gotta come back out again. <laughs> I, I think it's a. I don't think. I think it's a less than 25 percent chance, but I don't think it's a zero percent chance. Yeah, with Tom, you never know. But you know what? I, I think he's just, Tom should just retire. He's had a great career. Um, he, there's nothing more he has to prove. You know, Peyton Manning. Even though he, if Peyton Manning didn't win that Super Bowl that last year, he went. He had a terrible final year. Um, the only reason why he got in there because he won the Super Bowl with that Denver defense. So I, and, I really, I it was he, Brady didn't have a bad year this year either. That's the thing. He had a very good year. Oh, you know what? Here's another name. Um, and then it reminds me of another thing while we're on the football talk. And you'll know where I'm going with this when I say it. JJ says Saints need a quarterback too. What do we think about the Saints? Now, oh, they they need a new coach. 
Sean Payton goes to Denver, and now yeah. will be the coach with Russell Wilson. I think that'll be an interesting combo. I do too. I think he's gonna fix Russell Wilson. Yeah. I, I think, think that Russell, might be what Denver needs. You, you get Nathaniel Hackett who comes in there and lets Russell Wilson come into training camp completely out of shape. That's a discipline problem. Um, Sean Payton and, wouldn't let that happen. Sean Payton's going to have this guy running laps in March. Trust me. Uh, this guy's going to be hitting the gym. And if not, you know, Sean Payton will get that job done. Yeah, Sean Payton is a, definitely a no-nonsense coach. I, I, I've been a huge fan of his for a long time, especially when he was with the Saints, he, with great oh, Saints he, teams that he had. Um, he, he is a no-nonsense coach. Look at where he came in. Like The Saints were as bad a professional sports franchise as any. I mean, they had a couple glimmers in the 90s and stuff, but they were terrible, right? And he comes in there. He makes. He doesn't just win a Super Bowl. He establishes a winning culture. Yeah, the whole bounty thing was a bad thing, okay? It was bad, and he paid the price. He, he got suspended for a year, and hopefully that never happens again. But uh, but that was a bad that was a that's a black mark on Sean Payton, and I won't excuse him from it at all. Yeah. But um, he paid the price. I mean, the guy the guy was, was was not able to do anything for a year, and hopefully he learned his lesson. Um, Jay said Russell Wilson needs to see the Wizard of Oz, and Skip said Russell Wilson has to go. Interesting takes. I don't know what you do with him. I mean, if you get you can get rid of him, then yeah, but that's not gonna be take that contract. I think that they. Um, I think that they. Um, they're definitely gonna run him next year. See how he does with Sean. If Sean yeah. gets him into shape, great. If not, I think yeah, time to go. Yep. You think if the Jets maybe go to them and say, hey, we'll take that contract. Uh, we're going to give you some draft picks. Do you think they, do you think the Saints, uh, let's say the Broncos do it? I don't think so. What? I don't think so either. No. I think they, look, no. everyone, look, everyone thought when Denver got Russell Wilson, Carney was pricking them to go to the Super Bowl. And Carney knows his football, right? I mean, he does. He does. I mean, and this guy only three years ago threw 40 touchdown passes, you got to remember. I don't think he's the same player that threw 40 touchdown passes. I think some of his skills with age have diminished, but I don't think he's a bad – I think I, what we saw last year was, was a coaching problem, I believe, um, and not because it, it was a discipline issue with that team. There was clearly no discipline on that team. How do you let that guy come into training camp like the way he did last year? <sighs> God, I agree. I mean, he, looked like Andy, he looked like Andy Reid. Oh, come on. Don't be mean. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that bad. <laughs> I mean, Aaron Rodgers has walked into training camp looking like Nicolas Cage the last couple of years. So, <laughs> but, 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 but Aaron Rodgers, man, he's out there playing hard. No, I know. I think, I think Aaron Rodgers was hurt this year, too. It was part of the problem, too. Yes, I think so, too. Yeah. Um, I, I, I look. I think if he stays in Green Bay, I won't be shocked. But I think Aaron Rodgers finds a new team. Possible, definitely possible. Because even if Green Bay wants to keep him and keep the franchise story to the end, you know, he might look at it like, I don't see winning here, and I want to win one more before I go. He only has one. You know, Brady had seven, and he was still chasing them because he just wanted them all. But you know, these guys that got one. Especially the guys that have none, but you know, you got one. I mean, you got one, but like, you know, a lot of guys are like I want more than one. You know, Peyton's got two. Unfortunately, Eli has two. Um, 
I think Mahomes will definitely have at least two in his life. If he doesn't win this I think, one. I think you're muted again, Coop. Yeah, it was holding back on my comments to Matt. On the yeah, he's because I mentioned the Eli. It, so, you know, but here's the thing, you know, I don't think this is a problem with Rodgers and LaFleur because if Rodgers wanted LaFleur gone, LaFleur would have already been gone. That's true. So I don't, I don't think that's an issue there. So I think he's okay with the coaching staff there. Um, it's a matter of if he wants to move his family and finish his career somewhere. I think that those are the things. I don't know. Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if he has kids, so I shouldn't even say. But, but it's a matter I don't of, think you know, he does. He to, I don't think he does. But it's a matter of lifting, you know, if he wants to uplift himself. I don't even think he's married. I don't think he's even no, dating he's, anybody. He was dating Danica for a while, right? Oh, that was years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. But I'm just saying, you know, so I, I think there's some – I think it's like a 50% chance he stays there. Like I said, if he wanted LaFleur gone, LaFleur would have already been gone. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, you know, he's definitely a, he's a franchise quarterback. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I think that he might look at other aspects and be like, you know, there's not enough here. And, uh, you know, if there's I mean, would you go to some... the Jets with that culture? I mean. I don't think he would want to go to the Jets. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. San Francisco, he's going to have two guys looking behind him. Um, even though I know they're both hurt, but he's got two good prospects behind him right now. And then, you know, the longer the longer he stays in Green Bay, you know, the longer Jordan Love just continues to sit on the bench. And well, a lot of, you know, people I talk to are Packers fans are not sold on Jordan Love. So. True. But, you know, yeah. you would think that the Packers' long-term solution was, you know, to, to get him in there. And the older he gets and the less he plays, I mean, at what point does he become kind of not enough to be a starter? Yeah, I mean, Green Bay's problems the last few years have been on the defensive side of the ball. That's where the problems have been with that team. And uh, if they could get, if they could have fixed those problems, and then, like I said, I can criticize Lafleur being in playoff games, but the defense has been a problem with that franchise for a while now. I agree. I agree. Um, we uh, we do as much as that we could go on all night about this. Um, and we have a lot right, of wait, I got one. I got one question for you before um, we, we move on. Is Smoking Tobacco doing a halftime show in a post-game show this year? Oh, yeah. I forgot all about that. <laughs> you forgot about it. You changed the whole game with that a few years ago. I think we will. I got to reach out to Carney. Well, I will say Carney is very sick right now, so I don't know. Um, but you know what? Let me text him right now. Well, he's been playing. fighting something for a while, eh? Yeah, go down to DR is not the answer when you're sick either. He, um, he, I spoke to him today. He, he, he was in, he's in very bad shape. He's very, very sick. Uh, he's been sick for a while. Um, I mean, he, he was getting sick when I saw him in December in Connecticut. Yeah. Um, and he's been sick this whole time. It's been tough. And I, and I, you know, and he even said, you know, traveling probably hasn't been the best and stuff like that. But, yeah. you know, he, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I get it. He's got to work too, but you know, it's it sucks. We need I feel pro for cigar, him. John. We need your pro cigar. Get you healthy. Get, get healthy. Man. I told him like, go get an IV bag. Go get you know, go get some rest. Like fucking yeah, do like take some days. And I yep. think he, I think he said he's got some days off now, to you know, kind of stay at home and recuperate, which I think he needs. Good. Um, yeah, I yeah. do too. Hopefully, he he is in good shape uh, for next weekend, and uh, we can do the halftime show. I think that would be huge. Um, it probably will be. Uh, I did send him a message. I'm like, yo, halftime show. I did. I, I'll be honest. I did forget about it, but it, we can still put it together. It's you know, we get time. Um, 
But yeah, no, that's a good point. I, I I want to. You know what? With or without him, let's do it. Let's. Oh, look at this. He texted me. Maybe he's watching. Absolutely. All right, we're doing it. Good, good, good. You guys coming too? Good. Let's do it. Yeah. All right, we're doing it. Halftime show. Be, be honored. So. I'll try. It depends on who who can look after my kid. Yeah, that's true. Uh, if you can't make it, it's all good. But. Yep. We'll have we'll have Carney and Coop. That'll be a that'll be a dynamic duo in itself. Yeah. Um, Those are the important ones. Well, you know, those are the guys who've been there. So it wouldn't be the same without them. But um, for sure, you you know, if you can come, definitely. Uh, it, it's always nice to get an outsider's opinion on American football. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> you know, I just love Rihanna, so that's. Uh... By the way, if you want to know everything about Rihanna, we just recorded a show on her. Uh, we did a whole. Yeah, man, I'm I'm a... I'm stoked for that that jukebox show because yeah, I've I've been listening to Rihanna for years. I love her stuff. Yeah, Dave, uh, Dave is a, Dave's a freak when it comes to her. He is, <laughs> he's a he's freak. More, he is more <laughs> he is more excited about the he is more excited about that halftime show than the game. And here's the bad news: he has to work right because it's Monday morning oh, in Australia, man. so he's not gonna be able to. So he's recording Cut. what he said. He's got to call in sick. Yeah, I just, uh, well, he just took five weeks off to go to the U.S., so it's like uh, a little yeah, that's true. to take up. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that's going to be a good one. That's going to be a good yeah. – it'll, inter- it'll be interesting to see. I don't know. We'll, I don't know. Well, the halftime shows the last couple of years have been meh, but we'll see. Um, Rihanna might be able to turn it around. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so we have already got some comments already on. Jay was already asking about the CDC – thing alan was commenting on it too so I, I know people are already anticipating that conversation so uh well let's get into it uh coop i'll let you kind of i'll let you start it and and get it going for us and we'll kind of go from there yeah so there was a uh a survey that was commissioned by the center for disease control um on and basically what this survey said is they asked and i want to make sure i get this right uh there was a survey done. They they basically surveyed a a, a subset of people. Um, about 6,400 people were surveyed, and uh, they were asked um, basically, would you support a policy to ban the prohibition of all tobacco products? Um, and from what I understand, 57.3 percent uh, said they would support a ban. Um, and there's a lot of controversy about this 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 study here. Um, and uh, because the, this came up on KMA this morning, and the first question is, why is the CDC even doing this and spending money doing this? And then the question I raised is, if this was if this came out the other way, with 57 point uh, whatever said they no don't ban tobacco this would have never seen the light of day but yet they 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 did this survey so um i I think that there's a lot we can break this down and get into um because i think you know it it was probably a very one-sided survey yeah that's what i want to know like who were the people who were vetted you know like they don't really go into that from what i can see they just said they were chosen at random and it was like an i think they said it was an online and they were randomly recruited by mail and it was tied in with menthol cigarettes okay there was another question on menthol cigarettes and i think 
that question when it came to all tobacco products. I wonder if people even thought about premium cigars. And they probably pipes. didn't. They probably didn't. They probably said cigarettes. And again, the usage pattern of a cigarette and a premium cigar and a pipe are, are all different. So that's where, I, I mean, I didn't see a copy of the survey, but I would be wanting to see that broken down by so, the different tobacco products. Because so we're, we're it, concerned about cigars and pipes to a lesser extent. The, the difference between the menthol question and the all tobacco was only 5%. So only only 5% of people were like, oh, okay, yeah, like I, I think that menthol should be banned. And then 5% less people were like, okay, I think all tobacco should be banned. But again, if they ask the menthol question first, then it's almost like influencing them to be like, we're talking about cigarettes and yeah. cigarette, cigarette, cigarette. And then they ask the next question, should all tobacco products? And then they're like, oh, yeah, all other cigarettes should be banned, not just menthol cigarettes. Like, that's what would go into my head if I were to just ask those questions side by side. Yep. I wouldn't think like, oh, are, should pipe tobacco be banned? Should, um, you know, should hookah tobacco be banned? Like shisha should, you know, premium cigars. That wouldn't really cross my mind even like as a regular consumer. So it, I don't know how it was it was asked to them. And again, like you said, who are these people? Um, that's always a good question. Uh, even, even in there, they, they say in the study, like this, this study doesn't represent the entire population as a whole. Um, it just represented like a certain populace. So uh, the other thing is they use two words. Um, one was strongly support and somewhat support. So that was like whether you strongly support the ban or somewhat support the ban. And if you chose one of those two options, you got put into the side of you support the ban. So even if someone, yep. even if like everyone put somewhat support, which most likely would mean that they would support the ban of say cigarettes or menthol cigarettes and maybe not support the ban of premium tobacco or pipe tobacco, they were considered in the ban all tobacco. They were just lumped in with everyone else of ban all tobacco, even if you just said somewhat mm -hmm. support. So that's like another major issue, like that doesn't really break anything down. And our whole fight this entire time is distinguishing premium tobacco to the rest of you know OTP other tobacco products. Um, it, it really it really skews the things, and especially when they put out headlines of you know majority of Americans want to ban all tobacco. It's like there's a 57 percent. Like that's not even a massive majority. Yeah. That's like a very it just like a few more like it could have swung either way if you asked probably just a slightly different demographic. It could have been I, the majority of people don't want to ban tobacco. Like if you just ask like a slightly different demographic. Yeah, Mitchell, I, I kind of exactly am I'm, I'm completely agreeing with you on this. Yeah, you're right. Jay um, Jay made a, a, a long thing here, and I, I can't really pull it up on screen because I think it will cover the entire thing. So I'll I'll kind of read it. Um, I don't know if you guys can see it, but I'm going to read it for everyone who's listening to. Uh, quote, respondents were asked two main questions. To what extent would you support a policy to prohibit the sale of menthol cigarettes? To what extent... Would you support a policy to prohibit the sale of all tobacco products? They were allowed to reply with one of the four options. Strongly support, somewhat support, 
somewhat oppose, strongly oppose. The authors state that they weighed results based on demographic data such as age, race, gender, location, and income. It, it also asked respondents to about cigarette use, 11%, menthol cigarette use, 6.4%, and non-cigarette tobacco use, 8.3%. So it was a very heavily weighted towards the non-smoking, right? So, of course, yep. non-smokers are going to say, I don't want it. Because right. why, why would they? Right. And this is um, where, this is, and this is, look, and this is without really getting too into this kind of topic, but this is where the politics game gets into a plaque. You go after the people who you know are going to answer a certain way, and you ask them the question. And if yeah. you get the I answer mean, that look, you if, want. If, if the PCA did this, right, you'd see 99% like in mm -hmm. favor of, you know, no, no ban, of course. I mean, so it, it's. Exactly, um, that's the case. And look, I, the CDC is trying to justify their existence here. So, I mean, that's why they're doing this. I think the CDC but, should but, just yeah. mind their own business on this one. They Great. should be focusing on scientific. They should be focusing on, you want to survey on scientific stuff or do some studies on scientific stuff? That's what you guys should be doing here. What is it that Travis um, Kelsey said? Stay in your lane and shut your mouth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, focus on, focus, on <laughs> focus on educating the populace. And protecting the populace that way of, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you guys live in the United States of America, a free country, and you should have the right to choose the things you want to choose. And the CDC should be there to help educate and, and you know, just let you know, hey, this is what's going in. And if something is, you know, literally poisonous in your food, yeah, they should probably regulate that. But it's, it's like... You know, that's the FDA's job to regulate. That's well, there you the go. Job. Yeah. In the FDA, sorry. Oh, excuse me. In the FDA, as we all know, isn't the best. Um. <laughs> well, they were just told to step back, right? They well, just lost if you, the if you were to survey 100 doctors and say if smoking's healthy for you, they're going to, well, how are they going to answer, you know? Of course they're going to answer it's not healthy. Uh, sure. I, 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 yeah. Sure. I mean, I agree. You could ask the same thing about drinking. You could ask the same thing about consuming massive amounts of sugar. You yeah. could ask the same yeah. thing about, you know, I don't know. <laughs> you know. I, I am curious, if, you know, I, I would like to, you know, again, this would be something, hey, if Cigar Rights of America is looking for something to do, kind of <laughs> pick apart this study here and really mobilize it, you know, saying, yeah. You know, this is where you push that this is, a, you know, a luxury product. It's, it's um, you know, it's a uh, it's more of a uh, lifestyle type product. You know, it's not, it's like having a glass of wine or something like that. That's where you kind of push this piece a lot more. And that's where, you know, CDC, CDC is, again, they're looking at this, they're doing a broad stroke here with this. Um, but unfortunately, this they, they got this message out. And it made uh, Matt. You sent me a link on this today from CNN. It made look. Well, it made mainstream media. Would if they had published this the other media. way, it would. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it wouldn't have even. It wouldn't have even. No one would have even talked about this, right? So you know, they're 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 playing the political game here, on this. Like, and they're justifying their existence here. And Jay has has put a link to it on the CDC website in the comments. So for those who want to read that. Um, I, I get it up there, but you can join it in the comments on Facebook. 
in the Facebook chat. Is there a place to public comment on this? On what? Probably not. Oh, it's, this... got the, it's got the data. It's got all the data here. Yeah. So it's a nice breakdown of the data here. Um, but there's no place, of course, to comment on this. Yeah, of course. Oh, wait, there's discussion. There is a discussion piece. Uh, no, it's not. It's not. So... So yeah, um, and again, like where? So we kind of let's go back. Where's the where's the uh, the CRA on on stuff like this too? You know, this is the stuff that they should be. Yeah, you know, no, but I'll give them a f I, look. I, this, man, unless they got this survey early, which I don't know if they did. Uh, I say you would give them a little time on that. Um, it's been you know, the days, interesting yeah. one is I, I looked at. Um, if you go to the bottom, right? They have current non-cigarette tobacco usage, right? And it's less than you look at this. Um, for uh, you know, those numbers are kind of interesting um, because they have uh, for yes, uh, supporting uh, a policy to prohibit the sale of all tobacco products. Uh, Twenty-two percent who are not using non-cigarettes was, was answered that, and seventy-seven percent said they oppose it. So if you look at those numbers, they kind of flip for the non-cigarette in a lot of those. Right. And, you know, we've, we've talked about some of these studies before. Um, sorry, I'm just opening A lot of them say no. A lot of them say no with that one. And that's kind of interesting with that. So, But also cigarette, it actually wasn't that far from the cigarette. Cigarette was 25.2% who are using cigarettes. Um, and then 22 point for non-cigarettes. It wasn't as big as I thought it was. Okay. Scratch that comment. I was reading it wrong. Um, I have it in front of me. I'm just kind of on this, the CDC data. Um, I just wanted to have it in front of me. Now this kind of, yeah. and, th and this kind of brings me back to, I mean, last year we saw the NASM report, right? And we talked a lot about that. And I feel like we haven't really followed up with that recently. Um, a little promo. If you hear uh, the, the show we did with Glenn Loop, we did touch on it. Um, for a bit. I watched that show. I know you guys did bring it up, but and I, you know, that, I brought yeah. up, but I brought up the issue I thought to to Josh and Glenn about how I thought this was very damaged. The advertising piece is something I'm very worried about. And they didn't they didn't dispute that. They assured me that that's something they're keeping an eye on um, for sure. So I'm gonna. I'm going to trust the process here with that. Um, but, yeah, we haven't. Uh, and I think they're. W I think everything they're waiting for is Meta's final uh, ruling. I think everything's waiting. They're waiting on this Meta thing right now. Right. I, and I, he said, I, you know, I, there was a lot of things that, um, you know, there was a lot of other things that happened in, you know, the uh, country that really took precedence over that right now. Right. Yeah. Right. I remember that. System. Yeah. Uh, so. Specifically, a lot of the January sixth stuff and January sixth stuff, which Meta was involved with. So. Right. Kind of understand that. I even understand there's a pecking order with that. So. Um, I asked if the delay was bad. I was concerned that the delay was a bad thing, and and then they brought up the January sixth stuff. Right. Um, for those who maybe don't know, Coop. Um, could you just tell, the audience a little bit more about what exactly is you know pending in that ruling from judge meta well basically obviously the question is 
you know, obviously they ruled uh, in favor of the cigar industry as far as the uh, deeming rule being arbitrary and capricious, you know, one-sided, not done fairly. So the question is, what does Meta tell the FDA to do? Does he tell them, uh, you got to go back to the drawing board? Or does he take another position saying, we're throwing this whole thing out and you guys got to start from scratch again? Um, or somewhere in between. Most people think it's going to be somewhere in between. I think that's a fair assumption. Yeah, I don't think he's going to throw it. I think there's, there's things that Ned has done, said already that doesn't make me indicate he's throwing that rule out. But he is going to say, you know, remember he called out the whole thing on, um, you know, the underage use as being bullshit. I mean, he called the FDA out on that stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. That, that was their own, their own, uh, that was the whole arbitrary and capricious type of thing. They manipulated the data. And um, it was misleading. That was a big thing that worked in favor of the uh, cigar industry. I mean, at the very least, stuff he does go against. What do you predict? Um, I believe he is going to throw parts of this thing out, uh, but he's going to tell he's going to give the FDA a timetable to probably uh, correct to kind of modify the deeming rule. Okay. And present some new data. I have a feeling this is going to be not the end of the case. <laughs> so, I agree. Uh, yeah, not uh, not know, the trust... end, but like a mixed bag. But in which direction? Right. Yeah. Right. I think I think uh, you know when, from my conversations with Charlie, I don't think Charlie thinks they're throwing the rule out either. So, and I think I I would trust Charlie Minato is probably a guy who's got a really good sense of this. A guy who spent hours and hours following these cases. He's um, so I trust Charlie's opinion on this. If I would say if Charlie's saying it, I'll I'll kind of back that too. But but definitely it's not going to be that deeming rule is not going to stay intact the way it is. Alan said, "Jade probably knows more about this issue than me. Am I wrong to assume this isn't the first time the government has no. conducted surveys?" So, yeah, no. No, it's not. Yeah, I, I mean, I could. I mean, they certainly have a right to conduct a survey. Um, there's no reason why they can't conduct the survey. But um, the problem is how this stuff gets gets hit out the mainstream media. So that's where it's damaging. And unfortunately, that's where we have to start going on. That's where the industry has to start going playing defense again. Yeah, I mean, I remember last year we got to PCA, and they were all celebrating. Woohoo! We're free, but. Don't 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 start the parade yet. No, don't. Um, but let me say, we were taking like look. I've been following this thing since 2016. We were taking defeat after defeat after defeat after defeat. Even the first round with Meadow was kind of a defeat, and then it it was challenged again. So, and like I said, there's other things the FDA can go after this industry on, and they will. And that's why I was so concerned about the Nesson report and the advertising. Um, that is something that absolutely they can take as low-hanging fruit right now. And I do believe this industry has to go on the offensive with that um, before it's too late. I agree. I agree. I mean, They can make it very – they can just run out the demon, but you know what? We're going to crank – you guys can crank up these rules on advertising, you know, because Meta is going to not argue that – Meta, I think, believes from a science standpoint. I don't think he thinks cigars – I think he does think there's harmful things with cigars. I think he, you know, I do think that. So a lot of that worries me about, like, that Nesson report right now. I keep going back to that. 
I mean, you and I looked at the examples. They pulled out the, the Fuente ad, the Drew Estate barn smoker communications. Yep. Um, yep. And you want to know why stuff's going to go through legal reviews <laughs> with communications with this. That, that's the reason why. I guarantee Drew Estate's going to have a major legal review when, before any of that stuff goes out. I actually met Drew Estate's general counsel down at Pro, uh, the, uh, Pure Sabor, by the way. Really oh, you did? Nice guy, sharp guy. Yes. Yeah, I do. Um, he was down there. So um, he has other responsibilities besides general counsel. So that's why he was there. But, um, but yeah, he, he's a very integral part of that team. So. Yeah, it's definitely one. It's definitely a decision that everyone's going to keep a close eye on. You, you really don't know what to expect. It can be good. It can be bad. The way that things are going lately, you know, I have to assume that eventually something bad happens to this industry. Uh, not that I wanted to, but you know, just you know, the times they are it, changing. We, it's always we're, we're going to take more defeats along the way. It's going to happen. Um, it's going to happen. Um, but you know, like the mental cigarette debate's been going on all my life. Right. So, yeah. I mean, exactly. Now, now this is the close, but it's starting to inch towards a conclusion here. So. Um, you know, someone just made a, JJ just made a comment. The government is pot is good. Cigars are bad. And unfortunately, yeah, that's what we're seeing lately is, you know, you're seeing marijuana more legalized and you're seeing tobacco products being pushed out the door. Well, you wait, their time's coming. Their time's coming. I mean, it's only a matter of time before they go after the marijuana industry. They just, well, that's already, it's already, it's already in prohibition technically at the federal level. So it's not like, it's it's not like they're going to. You know. But the states are going to figure out they can get revenue and taxes happen. You watch. They're going to hit all this. It, it's just going to take – there's other – eventually, believe me, they're, they're going to – their time's coming. Uh, yeah, their time's definitely coming. In what way? They're going to go after it at some point. They're going to see revenue opportunities. Uh, they're going to see a need to con- you know regulate this. They're going to see it's like the Wild West. And, and, and the same thing's going to happen there. Right, but, I mean, some- I think we'll see it federally legalized at some point. Because yes, they will go after. They'll say, well, let's legalize it, but then let's regulate. Right, it. right. Like they'll be, yeah. yeah, let's legalize it. Like, um, and then after that, well, we're gonna regulate. Oh, by the way, user fees, taxation, like revenue. Look at all this revenue opportunity we have. We could tax this stuff right now. People love this stuff. Now they get them hooked on it, right? And then what happens? Then you tax it. That's that's. Uh, yeah, they'll gonna, they'll, they'll let it, they'll let it be wide open. And then when everyone's doing it, they'll be like, "Oh, you guys all like it? All right, cool. Tax. Yep. Yep. yep Boom. Yep. But yep. So, in the same breath, we're also seeing push out tobacco, though. Yep. So. Yeah, in Canada, obviously we have well, not obviously, but we have uh, legalized cannabis. Um. Hundred percent. Like, what? What? What exactly is the? Yeah. 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 My my, my son was dating someone in Toronto. I know that for a fact. <laughs> yeah, I think he so. Trips to Canada. <laughs> So in my province last year, they made close to $112 million. And it's not even fully like set into place yet. Like they just passed the laws and there's like legal places that can sell it. But there's an overarching goal to like have it distributed in our in our liquor stores, um, which blows my mind because they don't even sell cigarettes in liquor stores. Like, I don't know. It's, it's a super weird thing. But yeah, the, the government are going to want their share eventually. Like you're right for, yeah. especially with marijuana, cannabis, anything like that. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it feels, it feels like a, like ironic that they're, you know, they're doing things like that yet. They want to 
bring down the ban hammer on things like, you know, tobacco use, cigar use. Uh, again, like another political thing that just happened here is they just legalized pretty much every hard drug on the street. So they decriminalized like heroin, meth, everything um, for, I think it's like a law that's going to be hold for about four years, I want to say three or four years. And, uh, but yet, like, like we said, they're bringing in, you know, uh, laws to put packaging on all cigarettes that are pretty much just, it's just a law to try to get rid of all tobacco products because there's so many companies out there that like, if they were to have to put a, a some sort of warning level on every single piece of tobacco that is sold, like it, it would be like a, this cigar would come wrapped in a warming label. You would see like probably 50% of the industry just leave Canada because it's just like, how much are you charging now? Cause you have to make all these labels for each individual cigar on top of here. It's like crazy. Yeah. When I was in Hoya to Nicaragua, um, this past week, um, I was in the packing room and I did now that Hoya is one of the factories that does do the plain packaging at the factory and they put the green bands on and those boxes. Um, and I think other companies, they don't do that till the cigars are shipped. Some other companies have to do it, I think, there. So I thought yep. that was kind of interesting when I saw that because uh, that, that came up in our tour, and he was explaining – Juan Martinez was doing the tour, was explaining it to us. Yeah, it's uh, – but, yeah, so it's going to be – I think that's, like, the current thing that the CRE is trying to fight is this next level of labeling that they want to bring in, which is more than just plain packaging. It Not only is it plain packaging, but it's warning labels on top of the plain packaging of each individual cigar and tobacco yeah. products. Yeah, I mean, agree. I think, I mean, the reason why plain packaging hasn't pushed here is the we have big tobacco in this country, and they're yes, we do. they're fighting. They're, that's something they're steadfast against. So yeah, and they got a they, lot if of they, money. If they, if they cave in on it, we're done. Yep, we're done. But you know, I don't think you have that in Canada to the same extent where where it is here. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Now in Canada. With the plain packaging, yep. the regular bands are underneath that. Basic yes and band. no. So, yes and no, like yeah. Coop was saying, Hoya de Nicaragua, Drew Estate, a lot of these big brands that have distribution in other countries that require plain packaging, just like us, they do it at the factory level. There's a select few brands, especially like the boutique brands. Like last time we were t- saying on our show, Hiram and Solomon is coming into the country. So, the guy who distributes Hiram and Solomon, uh, he himself prints all the brand bands based off of regular regulatory instruction from the federal government and gets them approved and then he puts them on himself and then repackages everything and distributes it out yep wow yep yep so the distributors have to take a lot of the punch because again there's there's only like i said there's probably only like maybe 10 brands in all like 10 companies in all of canada maybe that have the the resources and capabilities to do it at a factory level. Most other companies don't have that ability to maybe send over 50 boxes with plain packaging on them. They just don't like that just costs them so much, you know, like the other day, someone was talking about how, you know, printing a thousand bands versus printing a hundred thousand bands is actually more expensive, even though it's like a hundred times less bands. It's actually more expensive because the printing company is like, I don't want to print that. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, it's true. I mean, I feel like if if it happened here, I think it would be a little bit different than Canada. Oh, here we go. Like the Hoya. Yep. Yep. Like a little off here, so, yeah. 
So another another thing, like I found, kind of going back to that CDC thing, I would have really loved to, for them to break down. You know, they're obviously showing a lot of data broken down, but again, they just put support versus oppose. I would have liked to see what their numbers were with that strongly support and somewhat support, because like I said, those two things are so different. Like almost everything I put down, I very rarely put like I am you know, definitively this way, right? If there's even a chance that I, that I could be swayed to maybe add some exceptions, I'd go with somewhat. So it, it would be really interesting to see what the percentage of people who said somewhat support, which again means that they're open to the idea of exceptions to a rule um, versus, you know, strongly they, support. They, they, do, have, the, they the do have some, uh, they do have some of that in there. Uh, they broke it down mm. for the prohibition of mental cigarettes and the sale of all. They did do that. It's at the yes, bottom. Yes, they broke of the down report. those two. Yeah. yeah, they did break it. But, but in terms of some of the other demographic stuff, I I, I agree. Yeah, but oh, what are you gonna do? Will this even? Yeah. Will this change anything? Will this do anything? Hopefully not. Yep. I just it's, wanted to talk about my cigar a bit because I'm coming to the end of it. I might light up a second one here. This geez, was look at that This was delicious. Would you give that Wonderful. cigar a 91? I think I give it you a 90. You went through that 60, man, like a, like a pro. Dude, this kid knows how to smoke. What are you going to smoke next? What do I got next? Let's see here. Uh, you know, I want Saints. to stick with the... No, I want to stick with the Nicaraguan theme. So I'm going with the uh, Warped Nicotine. Uh, warped right. Nicotina. Hmm, yeah. Interesting. Have you guys had this? I have. I have it. I haven't smoked it yet. Yeah. Uh, I've heard good things. You've been really so, on the uh, warped brand lately too. This is actually my first warped one. Is it? But I have. I've a, yeah, I've been, I have a I've been disappointed in warped lately. We'll see how this performs. They made it out of tabs, Agonorsa. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Some of it's made out of the Dominican though. Uh, Warp Nicotina may be coming out of the Dominican. I gotta double check that. Yeah, I don't think they're all made it. Aganorsa. Some are made in the U.S. too. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how this uh, see how this performs. How is your Immenso? It's good. I I kind of took a break from it for a second, and I went kind of went back to it. And no, uh, it's it's Topsa. That's Topsa. Yeah. Okay. Which uh, which blend did you smoke, the Sungrown or the Maduro? Who me? Yeah. yeah. The Sungrown. Okay. Uh, yeah. I I I do. I think that Immenso is one of the best values for a big green gauge cigar too. Yeah. It's a, I agree. Uh, yeah. It. I mean, the Maduro made my top twenty-five, and uh, I enjoy that cigar. <laughs> it was number twenty-four. It was the six by seventy size. And you know what? For a larger ring gauge, it draws really nice. Some of the, like the the seventies and the eighties from um, yeah, um, like uh, Asylum, which I do enjoy, but I find them to be with that thicker ring gauge. I do find them to be a little bit harder to like get the get the, the heat get going. The smoke to your and mouth. Yeah, uh, this one was much easier to smoke. I love what I love what Lunatic does with the eighty. They have the they have it's a bellicosa. Yeah. So you yeah. so you can smoke it and it's not like smoking an eighty. Um I've smoked that ninety by the way. It's unsmokable. 
Well, some of the uh, some yeah. of the some of the Discord guys are here, and I know that they disagree with you on that one. <laughs> yeah. Jay says the Nicotina is solid. So yeah, it's we'll a, it's see. a top seller release. Yep. Yeah. Prelight had some just nice little sweetness to it. Nothing crazy. I'm still working on my TAA. How's that? How's that doing? Fantastic. Great. Uh, you know, you get that San Andreas taste to it. Um, you know, uh, you know, the floor. They've done great with the uh, the Oro series that they've done for the TAA. Um, I guess something's coming new this year. Um, hopefully we'll find out about it from Carney in sometime soon. But uh, and I have the Solomons now too. So. Yes, those have shipped. I haven't even reviewed the Tessera edition. That's coming up later this month. Um, so I still, I'm still behind on those. I'm still doing the 2021 series. I'm going through. I uh, we review every TAA cigar and cigar coupe. I don't know why I do it because no one really cares about TAA cigars. Uh, our readership shows. So as we heard from you earlier. Yep. Well, well, no, no surprise. Yeah, well, but Lafleur, I tell you what. When Florida does a TAA cigar, I'm there. They do great. They put a lot of effort into it, and uh, it's a really good cigar. They've done. They over the years, they they did the 71 year for the TAA, and I thought that was good. Well, I mean, you know, I will say, in their defense, I mean, I know that they they get really into not just the cigars that they make, but just their involvement with the TAA in general. You know, Carney sits on the board. Um, yeah. I know that. They take it very seriously. They're really into they it. Do. So they do. When they, they make they a really cigar, that's like it's gonna be special. It's not like ah, oh, let's just put something together for a TAA. Like they plan it. I mean, they get into they it. They plan the football cigars in the same way. I mean, they they put they really. And when you go to Alito's factory, um, and I'm going back to the factory this year. Um, I'm gonna they just really had their sales meeting there. They, yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but Lido's down there. I kind of understand that too. He's based down there, so that's you know. Uh, and, you know, I also think, you know, I was making jokes about it, but I also think it is important for reps to see. They have some new reps, so I think it's important for them to see the process down there. You know, Jay made a good point. People seem to seek out the TAA cigars from Tatuaje, Crownheads, and LFD. I would agree. And those yeah, the, and those are, like, the three main TAAs. The, <laughs> like, I, I always, nine times out of ten, I'm usually pretty satisfied with. I mean, those yeah, are really Chris good. Yeah, Chris had a couple of good ones, but they, I didn't like, I did not like the wood lawn they did. In the box press, I yeah, I didn't and I like those guys. I like the wrist off scars that they do, and the Wilon did I not was impress me. It that cigar was meant to be in that Solomon. That's yeah. what it was designed for. Yeah, it just didn't work with that one. Uh, yeah, but like I said, I thought Gurkha did a good job this year um, on their TAA. I think they deserve props for that. Mm -hmm. You know, so uh, we don't hear. So long as when Gurkha does, Gurkha's done some, you know, you guys had the Revenants on your list this year. Really good cigar. I think they, they're doing great with Artista. Yeah. I hope that, you know, Juan sounds like they're going to do more stuff with them. So, mm -hmm. um, yep. So I that think, Ghost uh, Gold I'm excited for. I mean, yes. the, I mean, the, the Ghost Connecticut. Sorry, the Ghost Connecticut. Very yeah, excited. Ghost Connecticut. Yeah. Uh, and Ghost is a, you know, Ghost was a cigar when I did my decade list. That was on my decade list of impactful cigars. And people said, what are you nuts? I said, Ghost was a monster brand. It had a lot of sales. And then I, when I looked at impact brands, Ghost was the and, – and Juan said this. He was even saying on the show before I said that to him. It's their workhorse. That is their, that is their, that is their, you know, that is their cigar that they sell the most of. 
Definitely. Um, goal, Goldie felt they, they may have misfired a bit with the goal because they didn't do a goal box. And I think he's right on that. I agree. Uh, I, did, uh, yeah, I like the blend. I love that blend. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, that holographic band is, is beautiful. Um, and it's good cigar. I mean, I'm not an Paraka guy. Uh, but I think the Ghost is a decent Paraka. I'm looking at, uh, I'm trying to find, I'm actually on the Cigar Coop website. I'm, at, I'm looking on your decade list. I'm looking to see where you have placed that. It's the impact one you want to look at. Ah, okay. Thank you. Yeah. The impact lines. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't the best cigar. There's one that's the best cigar, then there's the, the impact ones, and uh, that's the second list. And I believe it was somewhere like 22 or 23. Um, it was somewhere, it was, I mean, it made it. Um, it is 21. Yep, there it is. Gurkha Ghost. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I mean, in terms of Gurkha, you know, I really think I watched your show with, with Juan, and, um, you know, he was just on with us. And, you know, I, I really think uh, they have done a really great job really getting that ship in the right water. And, you know, at the end of the day, there there are a lot of Gurkha cigars, or cigars, I should say, that carried the Gurkha band um, that – you know, didn't perform well, and Juan has explained, I think, a lot of that. But, you know, you you mentioned the Ghost. You you can't argue. I mean, the Gurkha Ghost is a is a workhorse line. I mean, they, you know, that's every brand has that line. That's their bread and butter. I mean, yeah. for Arturo Fuente, it's eight five eight. You know, for Gurkha, yep. it's the Ghost. You know, for LFD, yep. you know, it's the DL seven hundred Maduro. I mean. It's 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 the lines that that's 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 their bread and butter. That's what keeps the lights yep. on, you know. Yep. Yes, there's there's all these. You know, Fuente's got Opus and LFE's got the Bowl and Gurkha's got some of those. You know, you know, Majesty's Reserves and whatever those. You know, the higher end crazy ones. Yeah, they all have those, and those are high price and they're popular and everybody wants them because they're more limited and they're fancy. But that's not that's not what pays the bills. What pays the bills is the core line, the stuff that they're. They're banging yeah. out every day. The guy who comes in and buys a box every month, you know, because that's what he smokes. That's the stuff that I feel like we don't talk a lot about on these shows is, you know, we always talk about, you know, the cigars and we talk about the, the, the stuff that's getting the buzz. But it's the stuff that in the background, you know, every day boxes and boxes are being sold. And that's, you know, that's the reality of the industry. I mean, um, so... I think that, you know, the expanding, putting a Connecticut shade for them um, in that ghost collection, I think is huge because, Coop, what's the other thing that all the manufacturers tell us? What's the number it's one well selling skew? <laughs> a Connecticut shade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah having a Connecticut, it's well overdue. You know, it's – Yeah. Yeah, the uh, Knuckle Sandwich already has one. Knuckle Sandwich, yep. boom. You know, yep. the Knuckle Sandwich, and I don't think that that was any coincidence. I think, you know, they – you know, they came out with the Habano. You know, I know that, you know, Hector has said, you know, Eric likes Habano, and they did a Maduro because, I mean, Maduro is pretty much the thing right now. And those cigars came out. They were a hit. And now it's like, let's get a Connecticut shade in there uh, because yep. there's going to be a lot of people who will come for that Connecticut shade. It's just a fact. Look, what, look at what Gurkha did with the Collection uh, Special. Mm. Um, they, they, it's the Connecticut shade. They come out with a special size for the TAA. They do that packaging, that box it comes in. It just, it really, and well, guess what? The cigar actually smokes really good, too. So it's not something that's just given a nice coat of paint on it. it it's a really good cigar. Um, Gurkha, in my mind, they, they, they did their homework targeting the TAA with that cigar. I don't think they've done it with some of the previous TAA cigars, 
but at least the first one they didn't, um, that Heritage. But the second one they got a little better when they went to Figurado with the Gurkha Nicaragua now, the Collection Reserve. And, and guys, you know, I talked about this with Juan. What a story to, to get Gurkha into the TAA, okay? Yes, you, that's right, you did. I remember that. You know, because you got to say Gurkha was a, you know, catalog brand like 10 years ago. And, and a lot of these TA people, they didn't want anything to do with Gurkha. And I, I think a lot of this, Juan admitted, was the relationship with, with Colucci had a lot to do with it. You know, who, who knows a lot of these TA retailers. But still, what a job to get that in now. And Gurkha is now a, a mainstay in the series. Uh, really, they deserve credit for that. And I think, like I said, the less that they did good, that, that I think they did one of the better ones last year. Yeah, and you know what? I just remembered too. We're talking. We've been talking about Gurkha all night, guys. Congratulations are in order today. Bianca and Juan got married. Oh, really? It was oh, today. Yeah, that's right. I, yeah, that's right. I saw something. Juan can't sell. What am I saying? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Juan's, Juan's the only one promoting it. Yeah. Congratulations to those so I think, two. I think, Juan Bian- I think Juan and Bianca are a little busy though, but it's, <laughs> they got exactly. they got better they're things to do getting, tonight. They got they're busy getting married. <laughs> question question is, what cigar did they smoke? For their wedding, because you know well, that they it. smoked. You know, I meant to. Add, I didn't ask Juan that. You know, well, Bianca did something very smart, right? She books Juan on my show right after he gets back from the bachelor party in Costa Rica. <sighs> I said, <laughs> brilliant move by Bianca, by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's smart. I'm, I'm a, yeah, she's smart. Yeah, but uh, I'm, I'm really. Uh, they're really two good people. Um, I've known them for a while. It's great that Bianca's back in the industry. She, she stepped away for a little while. Um, and but she, I dealt with Bianca originally at Gurkha, then at CLE. Um, and, and just uh, a pleasure to deal with. And, and Juan's always been supportive of us uh, over the And we've been hard on some of the Gurkha stuff, too, over the years. So, um, you know, I, can, yeah, I, think they're doing a, I think they're doing a really good job. I agree. I think that they're two great people. I think they're great together. I think they're both great at that company. Um, yeah. They've done some great stuff. It's been uh, awesome to watch watch that ride and uh, yeah. just excited to see more. Yeah, I'm really glad that you guys, you know, have gotten to know them and everything too um, because they're good people. And like I said, I think uh, they – look, we asked Juan about still some of the problems they've had recovering from the Kaizad thing and, and – you know, I don't know if we'll ask him. I don't know if we need to ask him that again. I think they've they've. I think we've covered that. They still, they've got yeah. a lot more work to do still. They, they'll tell you that. But um, they they've they've worked hard. I mean, they've really worked hard with that. And you know, you don't hear people bashing that anymore. I think they uh, they got rid of the they got rid of the problem. So you know, so I don't know when the company if it's going to get sold. Though. That's the one. Well, like, will have. At the end of the day, when we were talking about accountability, they came out and they said, you know, we're accountable. And we're going to make some changes. And, and Juan through. was very, and Juan was, I mean, calling out the owner of the company on my show, you know, on our show. So, um, you know, he, that's a very, that can't be an easy thing to do. Um, um, and, you know, but they, I believe, you know, I know Juan, he's a, he's a good guy. I've known him a long time. Um, I know, I remember he was, when he first got the job there and everything. So he's a, he's a mission. And the guy is, the guy knows sales. Did the guy knows? Did he, he did, did he work elsewhere before that in the industry? Rock, Rocky, he worked for I think for a while. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I think he's done a great he job. Was, he was our Charlotte rep for a short time, I think, while we didn't have a rep. And then Steve Cook came in, who's one of the best reps in the business. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, Gurkha keeps a lot of their employees for a long time too. They have a good. Seems t- like you know, it. They, they, yeah, they do. They have. You know, you don't see reps. Ba- occasionally, someone will leave, but they don't bounce around from four or five different companies. Willie, I think, just went back to La Aurora, but I, I think there was some special circumstances with that. It sounded yeah. like you know, you know, Willie was great with them, and and they really liked him, and it, but he got an offer to go back to La Aurora and. Um, it's not like he was let go or left on bad terms. He they were ch- they were going into a different model at the time, and there wasn't a role for him. Yeah. So uh, uh, then he went to Arizona, which I you know we'll just leave that. And then you know he goes to Gurker, and uh, yeah. So I think it was a good. I, I'm glad for Willie, but I think like I said, I think that was a very unique circumstance because they're getting they're rebuilding up their U.S. distribution. They're actually building their U.S. distribution right now. So and it was I think, a unique thing for Willie to go back, I think. And did I hear sense. that Willie is going to be kind of overseeing that? No, he's not. Um, they do have a national sales manager. They oh, okay. But he's probably going to have a more senior role there, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. I like Willie a lot. He's a great guy. I've gotten to, to hang out with him you know, a handful of times and – trade shows he's been up here we've gone to shops together and um you know i was uh i heard the news i was like oh you're not with gurkha but he's with la aurora and uh i, I think he's gonna do good there you know yeah no he yeah, he knows that brand he knows that he really knows that brand well yeah so it, it's why wouldn't you try to go back there or, or with him try to you know i'm sure it was i'm sure there was some conversations with the two companies as well it sounds like everything was done i don't know all the details, but you know, sometimes it's, you gotta be a little careful when stuff like that happens with two companies. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, like I said, I wish him nothing but the best. Congratulations to Juan and Bianca again on their yeah. nuptials. I'm sure we'll hear more information after the wedding. Oh, I'm um, sure. Hopefully, there's no photos. Uh, you know, uh, I'm sure Juan partied hard after the after the. Nuptials. I'm yeah, 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 and I'm sure yeah. Bianca gave him the. You know what? It's our wedding night. I'll give you the pass. Just. Just don't hurt yourself. Don't do anything. <laughs> you had your fun in Costa Rica, Juan. <laughs> you know, um, but you know, it's uh, no, it, it's exciting. And uh, like I said, I as a couple, I love them a lot. So, yeah, um, good people. Good for them. Uh, I can't believe I forgot all about that. We were talking about Gergen. Then, like, oh shit, that's right. I saw, I, yep. I saw the photo of them. I think I saw something on Facebook. I think it was like their first dance together or something. I saw them and I was like, oh shit, because she had the dress on, and I was like, oh yeah, it was, it was today. Um, I think you gotta worry about the other one more. Can't sell. Can't sell. Hey, he just broke his leg. You know, he's gotta. Yeah. He's gotta take it easy. <laughs> it's he true. Bad break. It looks like he had a bad injury with that too. Yeah. We um. Oh, one thing I wanted to say. Not not that we're really touching on end of the year stuff, but I just wanted to highlight. I think we did. We talk about this Thursday night. Um, uh, but I just wanted to mention we did release, um, our company of the year for United Cigars. And we also announced our person of the year, Hector Alfonso of Espinosa. Um, we do have our factory award to give away, which uh, hasn't been posted yet, but um, it has. It's done. It's been selected. Uh, I was contemplating whether I would just announce it on the show or if I just wait for the publish, but I might just wait for the publish because I don't want to. Yeah. Steal too. I, know. I don't want to yeah, steal yeah, away. Wait. You can wait on it. Yeah, we did ours. Um, so small factory, small medium factory. It was Tabadex, which is the Casada factory. Yep. Um, and this is voted on by the whole team. Um, so we actually published the, the voting results. Uh, large factory deal was my father. That was a landslide win. Uh, yep. Small medium company deal was Espinosa Cigars. That was a tight one. Uh, United was very much in contention with that one. 
Uh, large company deal with Drew Estate. That was a moderate win over Oliva, who finished second. And person of the year, which was extremely close, was Pete Johnson. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Yeah. yeah. And Pete will be on primetime Thursday night. Pete's going to be on with us in March, I think. Um, it's usually when he usually comes on the show, so it'll be exciting to, to get caught up with him. Uh, he had a great year, too. He had a great oh, yeah. year. And what, you know, um, you know, again, what he did, I think, with Veracruz Blue was a big release for him. Um, you know, the co- he, I, you know I, I don't like dwelling on the limiteds, and the limiteds are never going to push anything over. But what I think what I admired what Pete did is he took cigars like the Cojite, which were single-store releases, and he create, and he was able to, to translate those into limited national releases, yep. which I think is not an easy thing to do. Uh, so same, you know, and then the Tuxlas, I think, were a whole new avenue he put on as well. Tuxlas, I think, a brand that is going to be a lot of, he'll just, it would layer on top of other brands. So, you know, he, uh, he's gone heavy into the Mexican rapper thing. So I thought it was a big year for him. And, you know, the guy, again, you want to talk about a guy who gives back to the industry time and time again. Um, you know, the other thing I didn't mention is, you know, I think what he did this year, and I know it wasn't just him. Uh, but the hand roll, putting the hand roll movie out for free, uh, what a give back to the industry. We really should thank those guys for doing that. Huge. Uh, huge. There's a permanent link on the Coop site for that movie. Um, so anytime you want to go watch that movie on YouTube, hey guys, you can just go to the Coop. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna pop out real quick. I'll be right back. But I'm just gonna leave you guys yep, here. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So Mitch, I don't know if you've seen the movie yet, but um, it, it is a great documentary. I've I've seen parts of it. I haven't been able to sit down and watch the whole thing. Um. So many people here, as soon as that went on YouTube, I told everyone in our kind of like local area to watch it. And everyone was like, holy cow, that was like amazing. Yeah. Like all of them yeah. uh, really, really enjoyed it. it. It's it's such a cool look into the industry, right? That people don't get to, to, to get to see all the time, even with our interviews, right? It, it was it was very in-depth. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they. Uh, I remember at the 2018 trade show, we saw the raw copy of it. They actually brought the, the unfinished one of it. So a little rough around the edges, and it just when they opened up the trade show with it, it sent a positive energy into the trade show. And you you've probably heard me say this, Mitchell, a lot. Um, when you have positive energy at the beginning of the trade show, it carries over to the rest of the trade show. Of course, yeah. Yep. It's kind of like what we saw last year, right? Lots of yeah. positive energy. Yeah. But the, a that movie, before. if you that movie, if it didn't make you fall in love with the industry from that screening, um. You know, so yeah, it's that will always be there. Um, that link will always be in the sidebar. So if you ever want to go watch it, and you just well, you can go search on YouTube. You don't have to click on Coop to do it, but in case you don't want to search on YouTube, uh, and I'd, I'd encourage people to watch it again. You know, it's, definitely. Uh, it, it's, it was a, it was it was the best documentary ever done in the cigar industry. You guys to talk about half um, hand rolled. Yeah. 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 No, I think I mean is, it's uh, talk, talking about kind of interview documentaries is. Uh, I know, uh, what's his name? Uh, he's working with Illusione right now. He was putting out oh, some videos. Oh, Fred Rui. Fred Rui. Is his, is his whole uh, series done? Uh, he's got a few more. He, I think he delayed them for a few reasons. But, uh, but yeah, he's got like three more installments he's going to uh, release. Um, Have I think they been recorded? Yeah, they're out there. Okay. Yeah, everything was recorded. Okay. And those, are those on YouTube? Yeah, and uh, if you the kind final of search puff. for uh, Final Pop on Coop, you can find uh, them as well. 
Uh, we, right, can, yeah. we, we we reposted them as well. But you can just search on Final Puff uh, on YouTube if you don't want to go through Coop. Um, but what's nice about Coop, you click on the tag and you can see them all. Uh, he did some great interviews um, as well with that. The Carlito interview is fantastic. I mean, they're all great. Lito, they have Lito yeah. in there. Um, I remember I Fred was telling me about this last year, Pro Cigar, because he was doing the recording when I was there. And uh, I just said, Fred, I mean, Fred took an, I mean, Fred brought a very high professional um, setup down there. And it was out of his own money to do it. He didn't get it. No one paid him to do this. That, so that's, that's great give back to the industry. Huge. And uh, huge. Uh, and a great, they're great interviews. The Abe Flores one maybe also. Abe's very can Abe Flores is a great interview. He's very candid. I know Matt's had him on. I've had him on, but yep. that's a good interview as well. Yeah, Abe's been doing some some good stuff. Um, he's a guy that you don't hear a lot about, but he makes a lot of good cigars. He and you know he's a guy. He admitted he made a lot of mistakes along the way. Yeah. Um. Yep. And self so, and self recognizing that is usually the the best way to overcome those mistakes, right? And in learning from them. Yeah, I think when he opened the factory and just started doing stuff for everybody, it hurt. And then the other thing he talked about was, you know, he was bringing in tobaccos, and then he couldn't get the consistency of the tobaccos. So he's now working a lot more with Dominican tobaccos, where he's much more in touch with the tobacco brokers and the farms, where he knows he can get a lot more consistent stuff. So his blends have gotten more Dominican for a reason. And he also wants to support Pro Cigar. So, you know, that's why his blends have changed too. I think he's got to calm down on the packaging changes, though. That's it's too much. It's like there's too much. There's been too many of them over the years. So I think he's got to stabilize that piece. Do we? Uh, you know, speak something I wanted to bring up on the show tonight. Speaking of packaging changes, you know, last year we saw a lot of packaging overhaul with Agonorsa. Too um, much. Yeah, they did too much. Yeah. Be I like that what it, they did, but there's too much. Be that as it may, though. Do we think that this year they kind of, you know, move on from the packaging changes and they kind of start working on their actual blends this year? Because last year I felt like, I mean, we saw some stuff from them, but it was more, a, a lot of it was a, along the, the redesign, the repackaging, kind of getting away from the Casa Fernandez name, going to Agnor's Leaf. Our Leaf is our strength. You know, all that that they did. You know, do we see... Do we actually see some cigar changes this year? Yeah, I think from – I actually saw Terrence in the airport, and he didn't give me any specifics, but it sounds like we're going to see stuff this year. Because, I mean, a couple so, years uh, ago, cigar-wise, they were hot, and then they kind of got a little quiet. But, I mean, they've always been a brand I mean, and a factory that I've always really enjoyed. So I, 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 I think I, – I wasn't a fan of Cerberus, though. Me either. Um, but they're, they're working with a new tobacco with that. So, uh, you know, we're going with that 2012 Leaf, and I think – you know, it's same take with, time. It, same with the it, rare yeah, leaf. It, the rare leaf was the other one that I wasn't wowed by. That's very criollo based. What they did with that one, yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of that one either. Um, but you know, the I still think the Anniversario Corojo is their their best cigar they've done. It made the coupe list again this year. Four sizes have made it over the years, so it's a great, great cigar. Um, you know, so I think they and then you know the uh, you know the core lines. Good. That Connecticut's, you know, that's gone through a lot of packaging changes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's gone through three, and uh, but the cigars the same. I'll tell you that. Do they still make the Buena Cosecha? Yes. Yeah, that's one of my favorites, all-time favorites. Yep. Yep. But I remember when they came out with that. It was the packaging was atrocious, but they had to get it out for. That was 2018, 
and they had to get it out for uh, FDA, so they just got it out how they can get it out and figured it out later. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it yeah. seems like the Casa Fernandez line is, Casa Fernandez name has pretty much been retired. Yes. Um, it went from a company to a brand, and now it's, I think it's retired. Aganoris is the company and the brand. So. Actually, Jay uh, commented here. The rare leaf was mediocre at first. After a few months of sitting on the shelf and with the second run, it dramatically improved. Visit it again. You may be impressed. So I did a smoke it when they first shipped, and I was very disappointed. I smoked it a few months later with Terrence in Miami, and it was better. I didn't love it, but it was way better. Now, I haven't smoked it since then, so, you know, yeah, I will probably revisit it, you know, again. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it just... The first time for sure, I was I and I and I told Terrence I'm like, ah, this is what I tasted on. And he's like, ah, that's interesting. And then he was like, here, let's smoke it again. And we and I was like, yeah, it's definitely better. I, the some of the things I picked up that first time I didn't pick up anymore, and um, it was better. But still, overall, I wasn't like in love with it. Um, it's a very different cigar than anything in the portfolio because it's so Criollo based. And I do like uh, Criollo. I do too, but it is a different cigar. And it, but Criollo for me is very hit or miss as well. So, um, you know, but, but it's, I think it's their most, it's probably their most unique cigar they got. Um, yeah. you like it or you don't, I wasn't a huge fan of it, uh, but it was, I didn't think it was a dog rocket either. Any ideas on when Perdomo 30 coming out? Um, I think we'll probably hear that at TPE. I think we'll hear I, an I think announcement. We'll, I, think we'll, I think we'll hear it sometime, before, I think after TPE, but before PCA. You don't think he announces it at TPE? No, and I'm going to tell you why. I, cause I, think so the, I think they're in the middle of the factory tours, and I don't think they want to do that. Oh, you know so. what? That's a good point. I forgot about that because that's, yeah, yeah, that's when they so, do that. But I, but Nick, normally Nick gets his release out before the trade. Like He gets these things announced before the trade show. So yeah, I think, he, I, I think he's going to position it like you know we've said previously in the past. Like People have to be promoting these major things before going into PCA, not like – Hey, it's a week before PCA. We're gonna have this cigar here. Come to PCA. It's yeah. like, well, you should have no, told but... us this two months before PCA, people. Oh yeah, well, no, he won't announce it. that at PCA. He'll have it ready to take orders at PCA. Exactly. No, exactly. He'll have it ready before the orders will be even before that. Because if you look at what he did with um, the state, the ESVs, and then what he did with the tenth anniversary, and then what he did with the Immensos, they were spring releases. They were out, and then you know what? He could focus his whole trade show on sales. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, I'll yeah. tell you, those thirties. I mean, if history is in, you know, with the Perdomo name, um, I think there's a that's probably going to be. We haven't really gotten into, you know, our PCA stuff yet. It's still early, but I think without a doubt, Coop, I, Mitchell, you too. I think you guys will agree. I think that Perdomo 30 is going to be one of the highest anticipated cigars for I, PCA this year. So I smoked a, I smoked a, a blend he did with a, that wrapper that he was growing when I was down there three years ago, and it's out of this world and the fact so. that those cigars he told us last year as i'm sure you know you know coop those cigars are already rolled they've they've yep. just been they've been aging this whole time yeah but i think he's probably fine with aging them too um so i think he yep. knows what he's doing i mean he knows what he's doing when it comes to that stuff so i think he probably in a lot of ways if it wasn't ready maybe it was ready but you know age ain't gonna hurt it i think otherwise he would have released it Jay I, don't, actually, I don't know where I heard this from, but from I thought I heard that he said the pack. It was the packaging. It was there was some packaging it, issues it was, it that was, it, it was big with the packaging. Yeah, he wanted. And, he didn't. He didn't feel the distribution was going to be there for 
what you know Perdomo can distribute in in terms of moving volume, and it just wasn't going to be accessible enough to everyone based off packaging, not based off cigar. Yeah. They got the tobacco, they got the rolling, they got. But uh, yeah, merchandising is a big part of what Perdomo does. When you go on a factory, of they do a merchandising seminar, and it's eye opening um, to just say that. So. If he can't merchandise that thing the right way, he's not gonna do it, and, and I give mm-hmm. him, I understand why. And and by the way, you look at Perdomo's done with packaging, over, but they've revamped that packaging, uh, and it, all of it has been and stellar, stellar. I, th- I think overall it was a nice move as well, just to let the 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 new the new whatever the tenth tenth anniversary of Maduro and Sungrown kind of breathe a bit, give them more than just a year. It kind of gave it a year or two and i still see people smoking that 10th maduro all the time you know it got great accolades when it came out and i think it gave it room to breathe and gain legs it be, and it could uh be the most impactful yeah. brand in a decade already yeah it's been a yeah. monster i mean it's been a monster yeah. that thing jay jay commented here and says perdomo 30 tatuaje 20 fuente padron collab which hit stores first in 2023 Oh, that's a good one. Mm. Uh, let's take let's do, let's do that. Um, I'm gonna say Perdomo 30th goes first. Fuente Padron goes second, and Tatawai goes third. I think they'll all be 2023 releases. You think we Despite actually see Fuente it, Padron this year? Yes, and here's yep. why. And I talked about this this morning on KMA. Next year is Padron's 60th. All right, Padron wants to get this done. They don't want they they don't they're not going to want to have this hang, but they don't want this hanging. They want to really focus on I think next year being the sixtieth. That's true. That's yeah. a big yeah. one. That's a big one. I mean, let's just I think and I and from what I'm hearing, this thing is close. Abe and I have a big bet on this, by the way, and we just doubled down on the bet. Um, and I'm I'm holding firm. I don't have any inside information, okay, um, but they're already going to debut this at the Big Smoke in Miami. And I think they'll have this done between the two big smokes. I don't think it will be something done at PCA. I think it will either be done before it or after it. But it will be this year. I don't think they're going to yeah. focus PCA on it again this year. I think they, they're gonna, there's going to be other things they want to do. Yeah, I agree with you. Perdomo 30th and Padron and then Tatuai probably later in the year. Um, yeah, yeah. I think Pete will get it out before the end of the year, though. Yeah. What I do mean, we... that's a big question. I'm going to talk to him on Thursday. What do we? What do we? Uh, what do we? Th- I mean, we already kind of know what to expect from Perdomo with the thirtieth, and we kind of have a little bit of an idea with the Fuente Padrone, but we haven't really talked about Tatawahe Twenty. What do we? Uh, what do we anticipate for that release? He's gonna go what back rapper? to brown. He's gonna go back to brown label and do something based on brown label, I believe, because that's the thing that started it all for him. Right. Go back to your roots. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what he'll do. Um, he didn't really do that with the 15, though. He kind of did the the 15. He really didn't do that, but but he did that with the 10s. I remember. Do we think he does that? His he, the thing he's been doing lately, uh, with a lot of his releases, is doing the three separate a Habano, Capa Especial, Sumatra, and the Broadleaf. I I actually, I actually wonder that, and I wonder if he does one for the PCA, one for the TAA, and one for everyone else with the 10th he remember when he did the 10th he gave one to the taa he gave one size to that grand chessor size which was yep. unbelievable so i think he's going to do something like, and that's what I, would, I i that's my gut and maybe he throws a tuxler in there too for kicks 
<laughs> but I believe Maybe. he'll take care. I believe he'll do something with the, the PCA for sure, probably the TA. But I believe he'll do – this will definitely be a PCA exclusive around that. Yeah, I mean, that yeah. seems to be how he's been doing a lot of his releases, especially his, yep. his special releases. Yep. So yep. I, I would expect him to continue that theme with the 20th anniversary. Does he go with that Britannica size? You know, he like he seems to really like that, make it a special size. <sighs> Maybe. For yeah. for the 20th? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean... It's got to be special. Yep. The, um... He's really into this 20th. This is important to him, too. It should be. I mean, 20 is a long time. I mean, yeah, and, yeah. And, and everything he's been able to do in that time, um, for sure. For sure. Um, who else, you know, since we're already on this topic, who else is due for an anniversary release in the next, you know, couple of years? Herrera Estelle, uh this year. Liga Provada 15 is this year. Herrera oh, Esteli is 10. But I, and I, believe me, when I was down in Nicaragua, I, Tried to pump Jack on the on the Liga stuff, right? Uh, Liga 15, <laughs> and he didn't he didn't say anything to me. He did say though, big year for Liga is what he said. So, um, I hope I hope I hope that it also means big year that they're they're starting to produce more of it because <laughs> that seems to be their biggest their biggest thing. You know, last year you know they announced oh Liga 10 and the H99 are going to be. You know, I didn't even know they had an anniversario robusto. Yeah, that came out last year. They didn't really promote that. They announced that. On it. They announced never it. Got, never got never got press release on it. I went through every press release and never got it. And then and didn't see it on all the websites. I felt like I did. Maybe I didn't. The Crow, they did the, the H ninety nine Robusto they did. They did. Yep. And the I Lancero. That oh, that Lancero is fantastic. Mm. For me to say that in the H ninety and I'm not an H ninety nine fan. Um, like Dojo was asking me, like, why didn't it make the list? I said, scored an 89. <laughs> oh, they um, were, they were, they were hard on you from that one. They were just like, oh, Coop, oh my God. Not, it's not, I, they go, why didn't it make yours? I go, it's not that good. <laughs> I really liked it. But, but the Phineas Gage was great. Um, it's just, that's an event only cigar. So it's not going to make it. So, but, uh, I have that cigar actually. I'm going to be reviewing that in probably March or April. Yeah, I mean, when you say, you know, big year for Liga, I'm going to assume a Liga 15 gets announced. I'm going to assume um, hopefully there's a little bit more production because I know they talked a lot about it last year. They were, they were you know, going to be up production. I think you're going to see those lines. Yeah, I think they'll roll on the foot. But I think they're doing some other stuff with seeds in Connecticut, which is making me believe they're going to do something with a Liga 15. It'll probably be the same deal again, you know, as the 10. Yeah, we'll hear about it, but we won't actually be able to get our hands on it for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, it's it's to be expected. I mean, it, you know, yeah. and it's you know, there's a lot of demand there. I mean, Liga is one of those lines. It's like Opus and Andalusia yeah. Bull, and it's you know, it's special. It's it, like you said before, it's small, small production, limited production. Um, but yeah, it would be it'll be oh. interesting to see. Yeah. Oh, and my father's got that 20th anniversary this year too. Don Pepin Garcia is going to be that 20th. That's true. Yeah. That is true. And, yep. So you're going to see that one. I would expect a big Don Papine release uh, uh, from that one. Coop, did you get to smoke the 100 Anios as well as the F the Flor de las Antillas? I, I have not smoked or... the Flor. I, I just got the uh, Flor de las Antillas 10th. But the 100 Anios is a front runner for the. It, it, it hasn't been reviewed yet, but I'm telling you, it's a front runner for one of my top cigars next year. I think um, Jay was talking about. You need, you need to get those, Matt. <laughs> 
I know. I think Jay was talking about Tatawahi. He said, I expect a series of releases of Brown Label and his 50th this year. Because did Pete turn 50? Yeah, that one. Uh, it's been oh, delayed. yeah, birthday cigar. It's been yeah. delayed. He turned 50 mm. in like three years ago, I think. Pete's birthday is the same birthday as my son Timmy, December 7th. And I'm December 5th, so uh, I never I'm December forget 11th. Pete's birthday. That's right. I do forget your birthday. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> it's okay. But, but I'm bad with birthdays, but, but only because I know my son's birthday is that day. Um, I, wait a minute, I forget my wife's birthday. So that's yeah. the worst one to forget. Come on, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. that's like the yeah, last one you can't get. You know. And, and and you want to know what's even worse? My mom's birthday is the day before my wife's. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Nicole's is so easy. Nicole's is the Fourth of July. You can't forget that. You just can't. Well, that's an, you can't. <laughs> no, you can't. Yeah. The, the, uh, oh the, my uh, God. So, yeah. So uh, yeah. No, it's a. Uh, so yeah, but I, I agree with Jay. It's gonna be around Brown Label. That's Brown Label so important. Brown Label is the foundation for most of the Tatawahi blends. All the Tatawahi blends, I think, were built off variations of the Brown Label to some extent. And that that's yeah. you know, I think they all have lineage back to that. Yeah, I I could see that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, my father, that's gonna be a big one for them. That's um, a big one. And I think it's the 15th anniversary of the My Father brand. So it's the 20th of Pepin. So uh, <laughs> this could be the year of anniversary releases. The anniversary yeah. release year. Yeah, we've had a, we had one a few years ago with the same thing. Uh, it was a big story. Um, and uh, well, I'm gonna pull up something while we're talking. I think I have some things on there. Um, the anniversary. Uh, while we're talking about that. Did you light up another? I just I just finished my I just finished my Villager Nicaragua 2022. Um, I liked the first two thirds. The last third kind of changed to a point where I wasn't really happy with it. Hmm. Uh, not bad overall, not bad. But I think like what right. said, it's so, not a 90, so we, but it's it's, here's what it's I, good. Here's what I have. You ready? I'm gonna give you some some things I have here. Avo 35th. Um, Daniel Marshall has, because I keep, I have a, a list of this. Uh, Daniel Marshall, 40th. Davidoff is the 55th this year. Don Pepin, the 20th. Espinosa, Eric Espinosa is 25 years in the businesses this year. Hoya de Nicaragua is 55th. La Aurora is 120th. Jeez, that's a long one. Liga, 15. McAnudo's 55. The My Father brand is 15. Nesta Miranda's 80th. Um, Tatawai's 20th. So those are the ones I have on the list for the anniversaries due. So there could be a lot of those this year. I, I can't see them not doing a Nesta 80th. Yeah. Yeah. I can't see big. them not doing that's big. Um, maybe Macanudo. Macanudo, I don't think they'll do a 55th. They're not, General's not big on anniversaries. So La Aurora is definitely doing 120th. And we know Hoy is doing a 55th. They've already kind of said something's coming out with that. So uh, I don't know with Davidoff if they'll do a 55th or not. I think it's they a big will. It's a big anniversary. I, I can see Daniel Marshall doing something this year. That's a lot. If they all do something, that's a lot. It's a lot of. I think I think you'll you'll see a lot of anniversary stuff yeah. at the end of the year. I'll say probably Davidoff falls through, and 
Macanudo falls through, maybe Espinosa falls through because they got so much going on right now. And they just released what two other anniversary cigar, three anniversary yeah. cigars. Right? Yeah. They did a birthday did... cigar, two anniversary cigars. Like they did the Espinosa ten, the Lazona ten, right? And the, guy and the knuckle fifty-five. And then the knuckle, yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah. yeah. But it's the it's the twenty-fifth anniversary of Eric getting into the business. So I haven't asked Hector if there's something. They did an Espinosa twentieth mm -hmm. in two thousand eighteen, and they called it the Eric Espinosa twentieth. Really ah, good cigar, okay. by the way. Maybe they wait till 30. Maybe. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, I'm looking at the time. We are past the two-hour mark. Yep, I agree. And uh, I know Coop's had a long day, so I think I'm going to wrap it up here. Sounds um, good. But thank you guys for being here today. Thank you for everyone who's been uh, with us tonight watching. If you're listening later, thank you for listening along with us. Don't forget to like and subscribe on our YouTube channel and everywhere you can find your podcasts. Yep. And visit SmokingTobacco.com for more news, information, reviews, and updates to our Cigar Family Charitable Foundation raffle. Um, before we close up, guys, anything you want to say? Um, yeah, big week on Coop this week, by the way. Um, so uh, we have our um, Monday. We have our we're going to be debuting the Duke Box show, covering the halftime show. Tuesday, Carney's supposed to come on and, uh, on our show, so hopefully he's okay and feeling good. But uh, we'll have a football show on Tuesday. Uh, regardless, and then on Thursday, Pete Johnson. So um, big week, uh, big week, a big a big week. And oh, I'm doing. Uh, I'm gonna be recording something um, on Wednesday with um, my former show, Smooth Drawers Radio. We're gonna be recording a reunion show. So uh, nice. with Nick Sirius. So uh, it's the first time we've done a reunion show in five years. So uh, we'll be doing that. So that's I don't know when it's gonna be released. It's a pre-recorded show, so stay. I'm excited about that to to kind of get back with some of the folks there. So nice. That should be yep. fun. Yeah, it'll yep. be awesome. We got we got Ram Rodriguez from uh, Artista coming on Artista. Wednesday night, and then uh, yeah, then Sunday we're doing the halftime show. I guess we're doing yep. it. it. It's got to be done. It's a tradition. You guys changed it. Yeah. I know. Well, so we'll be doing yep. that. So. Kind of yeah. a busy week for us, too. Hopefully, Carney's in uh, tip-top shape because he's got some shows to do this week. And, yep. um, you know, we'll go from there. But, guys, yep. thank you for being here. And yep. um, thank you for everyone who's listening or watching at home. And uh, we will see you next time. Take care, everybody. Have a great night, everyone. Take care. Thank you for spending your time with us at Smokin' Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokinTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.